For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. What is the deal, Panther fans? Week one is in the books, and the Panthers got a W, folks. 19-14 to 14 victory for the Carolina Panthers over the New York Jets to open the season um, as Sam Darnold Gets his revenge, him and Robbie Anderson themselves with a big-time hookup, a beautiful touchdown, pushing the ball downfield. The Panthers' defense looking incredible in the first half. And really, everybody did enough to get this win. Christian McCaffrey back on the field, sensational as always. And we're back at the post-game show, the C3 Panthers post-game show, brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. My name's Tony Dunn. Uh, call into the show at 252-228-5098. And I'm here with my homeboy, my co-pilot, Cody Lashney. What's up? Tony Dunn, I'll be damned if that defense isn't looking beautiful, man. Dude, I'm so pumped. I think our our uh, our our biases may have been confirmed and that this defense is ready to go. And listen, I know we're all going to have a ton of opinions about our offense, but we need to talk about it. Because you already know I've been saying the answers on this roster. But listen, man, before we go any further, you already know I got to welcome in the most lit Panther fans in all of YouTube. I'm talking Sideshow Rob, Tin Tizzy, AJ Lindsay, Supreme Leader, Kego Ford, CJA, Blake Bettis, Chad Morales, Dostoyevsky, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. The number is 252-228-5098. Be sure to smash the thumbs up button and support the show by just sharing the show on Facebook, Periscope, uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Hit the thumb up, hit the subscribe, and hit the share and say, Panther fans, unite as we celebrate the first victory of 2021 season. CK in the house looking good in that jersey, just like Christian McAfee. Miss McAfee, McCra- I can't even say his name. I'm so starstruck. <laughs> CMC, just say CMC. McCaffrey. CMC. Good lord, I uh, look pretty damn dominant in his first uh, appearance back from missing a lot of time last year. But missed. Uh, played only in three games last year, but had almost 200 yards, 
could have had more at times. I mean, he laid that, you know, it was awesome. Great, great game back for him. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And it was, uh, it was fantastic to see him actually have an impact. Um, and it was good to see that connection with Darnold, uh, come out early. Um, the one thing we're going to talk about, and we talked to, you know, Cody's already hit on it. Um, I think that it's very clear that the best coach on this team is Phil Snow, and it's not even close. It's not even, like, anywhere in the vicinity. Like, you guys want to talk about that second half? There's only so much that your defense can do when you have an inept offensive coordinator, which is what we have right now, who refuses to play, you know, uh, make play calls that aren't vanilla or, or predictable um, basically he's doing everything he can to take the game out of the quarterback's hands and put it, uh, you know, in a, in a more predictable way, which is predictable by the defense. That's what's happened. That's where we're at. Offensive line's an issue, but I'm ready to talk about it. This isn't uh, a lot of positives, but uh, too many negatives for us to think we're going to be competitive in this league. Wow. Really? I was saying this is I'm looking at that defensive line guys and I'm going, Holy cow. This could be a dominant team. Dante Jackson, where we asked maybe him to be too much of a first corner, right, uh, or out there by himself, now really looks to be playing loose and free and could be playing his way into a contract with somebody if it isn't the Panthers. Uh, and I got to say, Shaq Thompson must have been listening to this podcast because my man came out today and balled. And I tell you, as he he looked like a rejuvenated Shaq Thompson in so many ways. Greg, I've been down on Shaq Thompson for a while now, and he comes out, gets a pick, gets some big, uh, big tackles in this game. Look at sporting the number seven. Two guys flip their numbers right before the damn game. Yeah. Well. Look, Shaq Thompson had a uh, had a really good game. You got to give him props for that. He did get the interception right after a penalty got called on him. I think it was the next play, actually. So, I mean, made up for that. But all in all, he had a really, really good game. What I expect of the guy we paid to play like, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. I, I'm kind of with CK on this, though. Like, and I'm, I feel like I'm going to be more in his in, on his hill uh, this afternoon because while I saw a lot of things I really liked and I'm glad we're walking away with the win, hey, guys, we're tied for the best record in the NFL right now. You know, can't say that very often, but I'm going to tout it as long as I can. We beat the Jets and we beat the Jets 19 to 14 or 19 to 16, wherever it was. We didn't beat them by much. Like, so we should have, we, we should have beat the Jets. Like, that's what we should do. We almost blew it against the Jets. Now, we had some really, really good things I saw. I was very impressed with Darnold. Uh, the defense at moments shined really well, but in the end, we barely beat the Jets. And that, that's what I want to sure keep a grasp on, you know? They weren't good they were at all. They were not good. They were not good. I understand that. But you can only play who you play. Right. Right. You can only play the teams on your schedule. And I think this is, I was, um, th- this is kind of what I want to see from Cameron. Yeah, sure. What I've liked it. I was 35-10 with Cody all week. That's what I've been saying. Uh, that's what we said on the, the podcast this past week. But um, you, there were times I felt like we were about to get that. Like, it was like, it really, you know, Donald started off uh, ho-hum in the beginning a little bit. But then, all of a sudden, they started taking the top off. Um, I don't know. Like, what I, I felt like this is, like, I'm going down the list of things, and I'm seeing a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Number one, Sam Darnold, to me, played pretty damn confident. And I would say um, better than expected. Like, if he plays like that all season long, 
we win the we win the QB matchup trade or whatever, right? Um, so well, look, wait I'm happy we with fix the interior of this offense, man. Like, mm -hmm. and, uh, like I understand CK and, and Greg, they're upset with Joe Brady. A lot of people are upset with Joe Brady, but and listen, I'm not here to tell you that he called a perfect game. What I'll tell you is this: our coaches failed us in another way. Is that they trotted out Elfling and Paradis at center and guard, and we've all been saying this entire offseason that they were going to be a liability and shocker. They are. All the pressure always comes up the middle. They're missing assignments. They're terrible. The all the answers to this are already on the roster. It's Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen. If you're going to refuse to play the young guys like this old Ron Rivera bullshit that we used to do, dude, I cannot stand that, man. I, I feel like our play calling wasn't the, the, the greatest. But, dude, there were certain times when, uh, I mean, there were stuff uh, coming open downfield, and then just Sam gets engulfed, man. I, I, it's a problem that we're not charting out our best players on the offensive line. Here's the thing, though. It's week one, okay? For an offense, it generally takes about three or four weeks for them to really get their footing, really step in. For any team, you, you rarely see a team blow it up on offense or be just in sync in the first week in offense. So we got to take that into consideration. And, I mean, I – I get what you're saying about about Christensen and them, but at the same time, I, I feel like they see them more than I do, and they're better at this than I am. That part I get, and also you know? we think that he's on the on the roster. We have we have other pieces that could fit, but we also saw Brady Christensen do well in the preseason against backups, right? Like what? Like we don't know how much better he is than anybody else on this squad. I mean, I'd like to see him have an opportunity. And it might change uh, the 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 way that this offensive line uh, works together. But right now, you're right. I mean, the, the thing right now, you have nothing to lose. This offensive line is full of holes. Um, the second half, the defense was able to adjust to what Joe Brady was. There's there's no there's no like surprise here. And this is why I say this is on Joe Brady. When we went into the first half, we had an advantage. Guess what the Jets were able to do? They were able to adjust for our protections. They were able to because we became predictable. Like there was nothing that we were doing that was putting us on the out. Like there was no play call that made us feel like, oh, okay. Uh, just to put it into perspective, every first down we had in the second half, every one was a run by Christian McCaffrey. Every single one of them. That's an issue, and that's something that's predictable, and it's something that's going to you know uh, bite but us in the, in the hind end. Is that because is that because the play calling is bad, or because we can't pass protect? When you can't when you can't pass the football, of course you're going to run. And Christian McCaffrey was, by the way, incredible today. And I think once As again always. proved why he is the best running back in the NFL. Like that dude Player is a possibly. monster. I mean, Player dude, possibly, he's yeah. just it, he was eating up yards left and right, and in the passing game up through the middle. Christian McCaffrey is by far our best player on offense, but they really had no choice but to lean on him. If if Sam has time. You all saw that beautiful touchdown pass deep downfield to uh, to Robbie Anderson. Like, Sam Darnold has the arm. He has the talent to do this. He can make the throws. He made some good throws today. He also missed a couple. But, again, his first start. But, overall, he did well when he had time to throw the football. But it, it was a mixture of terrible pass protection. And, yeah, I'm also not, like, capping – 
for Joe Brady either and saying that he was perfect. But I'm I'm saying we cannot pass protect. And it annoys me because I feel that the answers are already on this roster. God, I didn't feel like I I feel like I was watching a different game. Honestly, I think you were. I I felt like, well, no, I'm I'm not going to lie. I felt like the pass protection wasn't that bad. I didn't see a lot of problems in the pass protection. I mean, the quarterback played pretty well. He didn't get pressured too many times. It didn't feel like to me. Um, I think Cam Irving played well. I think Taylor Moten played well. well. Let's look it up. How many pressures did the offense, did the defensive line have, or did, did, did they have more than we had? They had eight they quarterback had hits to our seven quarterback hits. Yeah, we had wow. five sacks though. Oh, okay, but yeah, of those seven quarterback hits, six of them were sacked. We had six sacks, didn't we? Uh, yeah, that's that's a, a little bit different. A quarterback hit after he throws the ball and makes a completed pass and a sack. Or, or not really compared but to stats, I don't think. Keep in mind, the two different teams we're talking about. We're talking about a team that doesn't have a running back that we're afraid of. We have a team that doesn't have a wide receiver core that we're afraid of. We have a team that sure. I couldn't even tell you who their tight end is. Um, and they lost sure. their most important we- uh, le- left tackle on the offense, some offensive line. Like And their punter. They lost their punter. What would have made so happy? I mean, to not have the Jets beat us so dominantly in the second half. It wasn't even close. Like, the Jets were the better team to close out this game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I say that I'm that unhappy. Barely, man. They just converted that. a fourth. They just converted that one fourth no, down. They, did. They, they scored. And then they did a hurry up at the end. Or else, like, yeah, they had that the first Corey Davis touchdown, right? Is that they got back in the game and cut it in, in half. So, you know, so that it wasn't out of reach like it felt like it was going to be. But I felt like we were really giving uh, Zach Wilson a ton of problems. And then uh, in that last, what was it? That two-minute drill, right? Uh, right at the end, they convert, converted that fourth and eight. And then they marched, de- like, and then they were able to get some big chunk plays and score that touchdown. But I really like it. Look, it's like Derek Brown almost just almost killed Zach Wilson in his first <laughs> yeah, so, so did, ever. So did uh, um, uh, what's Brian Burns in that sack he had. Yeah. That blindside uh, sack. What, Look, what, what, so you guys wanted us to come out and just straight dominate the second half? That would I wanted our offense to do something more than like it came out just to, again. We came out, we had 270 yards in the air and the beginning in the first half, right? Second half, we had less than 100, right? It, it wasn't, it wasn't very good at all. Look, can I tell you the way I would describe no it? Is, is we. We played well enough to win the game, but at right. no point in time were we dominating when we should have been. Think with about the it. Offense, with, with the players we have against them, like at no point in time was this game secure for me. We never lost control. Like I felt like we pretty much, I feel like they won the second half, but we still kind of had control having the lead just simply because we had the lead, but we never dominated. I never felt safe until we got the last first down. And Christian McCaffrey laid down. But, but also remember, safe. remember also that we left two touchdowns on the board in that first half. And that's, that's a problem. There, there was there was that there was that seam uh, that Ian Thomas going up the seam, and uh, it, it was just a little bit too high. And again, I expect issues like that to be ironed out the more football that we play. Exactly. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I, I expect us to connect on that. If anything, I'm agreeing with you, Tony. I'm I'm more impressed. Then I am frustrated 
with this team because we had to overcome some things. But number one, I see a nasty defense with a savage pass rush that's getting after people. And let me tell you what, 54 is no more, baby, and seven is heaven. Those new numbers have, uh, I think, sparked something in Jermaine Carter and Shaq Thompson. And listen, we were on here recently talking trash about Shaq, but we all owe that man an apology. Right now, that guy is looking like one of the better players on our defense. He had an interception flying around to the football, smacking people in the mouth. I mean, this defense, uh, I mean, yes, you're right, Greg, is that we were never, you know, running away with it. We could have been, but we never were. But with this defense, I always felt like, damn, bro, we're going to be all right, man. Even when the ball goes to the Jets, it's not long before the Panthers are taking it back. Like, this is an impressive performance for our defense to build on. Absolutely. I agree show with that. It, show it to Aaron me in Tor- a game a be- against a better team. I really, I well, was really impressed. Not, I was really it, impressed. But show it to me against a team that doesn't have the worst offensive line in the NFL. How about and and I'll, be, I'll be more impressed. Now, I'm not saying I'm not impressed. I, di- I didn't like what I saw, but I want to see it consistently. Teddy Bridgewater played well last year in his first game. <laughs> like that's not true. I mean, that is true. That is 100 percent true. So uh, again, you know. I, I don't want this to get lost. It is a win, right? Mm-hmm. Our defense looked like they belonged in this in this league. They looked like they were as advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that people want to say that our defense got tired because our offense couldn't do anything in the second half. Our offense couldn't do anything uh, against their same tired defense, supposedly, in the second half either. So it's not even like you can't even really blame the the defense getting tired. It was I think that. Uh, yes, our offense not being able to, you know, give our our defense a break was tough um, there towards the end. Um, I'm just glad. I mean, here's the thing: is you talked about it, Cody. Shaq Thompson came out, and I felt like he had a chip on his shoulder, and he showed that he is the leader on this defense uh, that we hope him to be. Um, and uh, it, it, people who want to say J.C. Horn w- didn't have flashes, they threw the ball to him once, and he had amazing like coverage on it. It's just a perfectly placed ball. Like he had no other balls thrown his way. Like, just think about that. That's actually good for that defensive rookie of the year position outside of the fact that he's not going to be putting up stats. Right. Well, can I say, too, uh, our boy Dante Jackson, he had an amazing tackle oh, yeah. and, then, and then an amazing, like, uh, swat to uh, stop what would have been a really, really nice uh, catch. And then he got burned the next play. Like, back to back to back. Yeah, amazing, I'd like amazing. to know, he was he burned. supposed to sit? Like, uh, I was, Tiki was talking about that for a minute, and, like, we we'll probably need to see what the coaches say. Is he supposed to sit down there and look for some sort of out route, like a flat or something, and then uh-huh. let him go by for the safety to come over? Or is that, a like you're saying, a, a, you know, um, just a poor read? You know, Dante's got greedy eyes. Right, so he's like, uh, even if you saw the like that pass breakup that he had, mm-hmm. at no point was he looking, uh, I mean, like not looking at the quarterback in the ball. Like, I mean, he was like playing it like a outfielder catching a fly, trying to catch a fly ball. Um, and maybe that you know, and we've heard I think Ron Rivera in the past and them talk about that to a certain degree is that he's watching the quarterback, so you know, so he can get a little baited on thinking either the play's over or, um, you know, a pump fake can do a little bit more to him because he's really uh, keeping his eyes in the backfield. Um, 252-228-5098. Cody, we've got uh, Kayla Pace coming on at around 5 o'clock. Uh, coverage from 
um, play like a jet podcast. Uh, she is going to come on big fan of JC Horn too. She's going to come on and just give us a little insight from what she saw uh, from the jets perspective in the first game. That's going to be around five o'clock. Uh, the number's two, five, two, 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 eight, 5098. Let's go ahead and jump into some calls though in the meantime and see where uh, the fans want this conversation to go. Um, go ahead and smash the thumbs up button and be part of the show um, and share, like, subscribe. There's 108 people watching right now. We continue to do this each and every week. Uh, we hope that uh, you be a part. You can be a part of the community. So here we're here on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. And uh, um, after the game, can you pull up the cat calls video? Or I got to do that. Don't know. What am I talking about? I wonder I was sitting there. Everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I am crazy, folks. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like... Hey, Kevin from Chalkham. I just want to say, like, our defense, amazing. Our offense needs some work. This should have been a blowout. I mean, I understand the Jets probably take it, you know, they probably did, like, a vanilla offense. But I need to see more from Joe Brady. Our receivers dropped some passes, you know, but... I didn't see more from Joe Brady. That was ridiculous. It should have been a blowout. Sam Darnold played great. He threw it where it needed to be. There were some drop passes, but so ridiculous. This should have been the easiest fucking blowout. Shaq Thompson, we're so today, bruh. I'm not, Brian. I'm not really with it. Yeah, like everybody was like, "Oh, this is together. so bad." Like we had to win. Yeah. I'm not saying any of y'all, but no. Yeah, I mean, like I, w- I would say, fifty percent of this podcast is a little uh, less impressed than I expected. What like, are you? Uh, and, I don't, I don't think. So. Yeah, good, sir. The the other thing is, is like, yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, I saw a lot of cool things today that I wanted to see. Right. And you're right. Is that now when you keep saying that the Jets are uh, terrible and they don't have, you know, that like Becton's out, we're supposed to, you know, like they don't have anybody. Um, and nobody thought that it was going to be, I mean, a few people thought that we were really just going to dominate, dominate, right? Going in. I mean, everybody thought that I mean, this was going to be, I mean, I said 35 to 10, but like uh, the spread was four. How well do you think the Jets played? I think uh, Jets, I think that they played. Uh, I think their offensive line. I don't know if I mean. I want to give credit to our defensive line for their offensive line being so shit. No, no, yeah, but I mean, I, I guess number one, we talked about this with Sam Darnold. This is the reason why he wasn't successful with the Jets. They didn't do a lot to address the Jets' offensive line this offseason. They're in a rebuild. That's not one of the pieces that they've been able to really shore up. So, like the increase in what their their offensive line was from when we talked about Sam Darnold not having any any help is is not there, right? So from an offensive line perspective, they were bad, right? Um, quarterback play got better towards the end, but, you know, let's also keep in mind he went 
He had two completions. He didn't have any completions on third down. He didn't have any completions over 15 yards. Because he the was first getting half. smoked, dude. This poor, this guy but, is welcome to the NFL. I mean, this guy yeah. was running for his life the whole game. Right. My my reason for asking is how well do you think that the Jets played is uh, put the Saints in this game, and we played the way we did. Do we win this game? Well, they're currently up 10 to nothing on Green exactly. Bay right now. So, and we're playing them next week, right? Yeah, so we're going to find out real quick. I mean, listen, that's the benefit of having, you know, a shit team in the Jets to open up the, the season. You know, we got to have, you know, we got to wet our, wet our beaks a little bit, get on the football field. Sam got to get some playing time under his belt. We got to see our starters for a full football game. But now we have our division rival coming home, and Drew Brees just retired. So now all those little mistakes that we made during this game, we have to be much better. And it, it, again, it's like I feel like our, our receivers did well. DJ Moore, he had some drops, but overall, it, DJ Moore, I would he, say, dude, he really had one drop. Today. Like he had one drop. Maybe, all right, maybe I missed one or something. But he also had like some insane catches, dude. Yeah, and like, just, like nice that right. one. Uh, and by the way, if you've been watching the some of the stuff on Twitter around some of the catches in the league today. Uh, I would put that DJ Moore, that toe tap catch in uh, like in that highlight reel. We're going to see that, you know, on sports center or something. Oh yeah. Um, I thought DJ Moore came out. Look, is that uh, mm-hmm. he came out and had a hell of a first game. And that's for someone who is, has known, been known to start slow, right? DJ generally doesn't, you know, like, is that you're like, man, is he going to get, be great this year, right? And then all of a sudden, is by the end of the season, he's got a thousand yards. So him coming out and being hot in game one is encouraging to me. So um, I, I don't know. Is that I feel like the Panthers did what they had to do. Uh, sure, do you want them to do more? Do you want more points? But if they wouldn't have scored this final touchdown, would you have been more uh, happier? You know, if it was fourteen to what? I'm um, at 19 to what? What maybe eight? It was 14. Wouldn't you to be like on honestly? Yeah. No, no, I wouldn't. And and here's the thing I want to say too is I'm not unhappy. It's 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 more of a I'm just being realistic because I've I've seen this movie before, you right. know. So I just I just want to get past the next few weeks, and then I'm very optimistic. I liked what I saw. It's just even even with them us holding them to 14 points, was it? That's that. That's a winnable game. I, th- I think like seventy percent of the time, if you hold a team to seventeen points or less, you'll win the game. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a good stat to have, but it's the Jets. It's Week One. Right. I saw some things I didn't like too. Uh, but but overall, I'm I'm really really satisfied with with the win today, and it is a win. It's one or no. Like I said, we're we're the best record in the NFL right now. Well, I'm gonna say well, it all week know, long. But we actually have an opportunity to get a little bit of uh, Jets perspective here. Let's go ahead and welcome in. Kayla Pace. Kayla, how are you? Hey, guys. I mean, I'm, you guys are doing better than me after that win. You'd but like to hey. think so. By the way, condolences on, podcast. And condolences <laughs> on Makai Becton. That's terrible. We never want to see that. We hope he isn't hurt long term. Yeah, honestly, no matter what kind of play we saw out there today, it's the worst part of the whole game because you don't want to see that guy go down ever in any situation. And he's already injury prone. So it's just never looking good at this point. 
All right, go ahead and give us your perspective after week one. You know, is that look is uh, we talked to Scott uh, this past week and got some insight into I asked him this is what do you hope to see in week one and what do you expect to see in 2021? And, you know, he he talked about the rebuilding process and that he wanted to see uh, that is that the decisions that were made, the big decisions in this past season uh, that they worked out. And he was talking about Salah. He was talking about moving on from Darnold and uh, getting Zach Wilson. He was talking about there was a couple other things that that were that he mentioned that he wanted to pan out. How did you feel? If you were going to say, what did you expect today and did it fall below or basically meet expectations? Yeah, so for me, I'm going to have to say that it fell below expectations. I tweeted right before the game, and this is what I've been talking about for weeks leading up to this game. I wanted to see the Jets coached into a situation where they could win the game because I didn't think that the Jets were outright the better team against the Panthers. They have some t- like talent catching up to do, and I'm aware of that, and most Jets fans should be. But I think that what I wanted to see is Robert Sala and his staff out there coaching the Jets into a scenario where they could feasibly win the game at the end, and they were fighting to win the game at the end. And I think that we just saw a scenario where they were just trying to play catch-up and get more points on the board. And so to me, that part was disappointing. I was hoping to see the difference being in the coaching. Um Another thing, though, that I will say, I think Zach Wilson looks ready to be an NFL quarterback. I think that he was put in a bad situation, as how many times have we as Jets fans said that over the last few years? But I think that he was set up in a bad spot where the offensive line wasn't prepared, couldn't read the defense, couldn't read the rush, and that's unfortunate. But um, what he made of that situation and the looks he was getting and the throws he was making, he looked accurate. He looked confident. He looked like he knew what he was doing and he was making the best possible decision given the circumstances. And that's really what you want to see when you have the rookie quarterback out there, right? Like you can change all of these other pieces a little bit easier than finding a solid quarterback. So if Zach Wilson's going to go out there and prove to us that hey, I showed up week one, I was ready to go, I did the absolute best I could in the circumstance, this does not fall on me. I didn't make some game-altering decision that put us behind. I don't think that happened. I mean, besides that one interception where I thought he made a bad read, otherwise, I don't think much can be blamed on Zach Wilson. He went out there and played a solid game. He looked prepared. He looked ready. And it looks like he has like the raw ability to go out there and be an NFL quarterback. So that was kind of above and beyond what I was expecting from him, to be honest. Um, I do think, though, I was also kind of sad about the Jets receivers. Um, I thought that they would be able to get a little bit more separation. I thought that the drops were a huge problem. um, And it it was really, really disappointing to watch. Maybe I didn't give the Panthers secondary enough credit because they are good. But and I was overall super impressed with the Panthers defense. But um, all in all, I think that if you, all you can take away from this is that it's a new head coaching staff. They struggled a little bit. They'll have to catch up. But Wilson looks ready to go. I think Jets fans should be happy with that and ready to move on to the next week. Was our defensive line as dominant as I think it was? Or was it your offensive line being really what it's been for a while now, which is poor. So I think it was a combination of the two. I don't think the Jets defensive line or offensive line was as improved as we thought it was perhaps. Um, And obviously Makai going out didn't help that, but him being in the game didn't really seem to make a huge difference either. So uh, I would say though, that it wasn't as much a matter of like skill when it comes to the block on the Jets, Jets offensive line. I think it was them being unable to read what the Panthers' D-line was about to do. 
I think that had they shifted, had they made the correct uh, adjustments, then we would have watched a little bit of a different game, but they weren't picking up on what the Panthers were doing. I think that those guys have a lot more actual skill when it comes to blocking than they showed today. And it's too bad because a lot of the times what I felt like I was looking at was the Panthers just had a guy that they just didn't pick up on. And it wasn't for a lack of, oh, he beat the block. It was for no one was even looking for him. Yeah. So, uh, Kayla, we've been told by Scott that you're a big fan of J.C. Horn and that you have been for a long time. Well, I have no problem telling you that I've been a fan of Zach Wilson for a long time, too. (laughs) As soon as I saw that guy throw one pass at BYU, I'm like, oh, yeah, this dude has a rifle connected to his shoulder. And and I think you you really get a good indicator of what kind of talent you have at the quarterback position when you see them make throws on the run. Like, he is absolutely incredible off-platform. He uh, had a really good throw going back across his body, which is something they teach you, especially as a rookie, to not do. But he was able to do it because he has that kind of swag, that kind of arm talent. Do you foresee this being another long-haul season where the Jets are potentially in it for a top-three pick? I mean, how much better does it get for this Jets team going, going forward? Well, first of all, on the J.C. Horn note, I'm a South Carolina grad, so he's a fellow Gamecock, love him, and it was too bad that he got burned on that Corey Davis touchdown. You know, I was at the Gamecock game. I'm an ECU alum. I was at the game yesterday, and we blew it right at the end, and we needed that win, so I'm still sad and struggling from it. I'm a big ECU fan as well on the low. Holton Aylers, love him. Can't wait for him nice, to play nice. American opponents. But anyway, um, so as for the Jets for this season, um, I think that as long as they're improving on the mistakes that they were making today, like so let's say if next week the only thing we do is start out a little bit stronger and build off of those early game issues, then I think that that's a trend in the right direction. I predicted the Jets winning like six games this season, and I'm still thinking that's accurate. I don't think that um, they're going to lose the way they did last year. I think that this game was an indicator of, okay, let's go out there, see what we have, see what we can work with. And what I want to see is not making the same mistakes over and over again. So we saw some of the some of the things that were shortcomings being the offensive line, um, the wide receivers getting separation, all of those things. That's fine. But I don't want to see that every single week over and over and over again. And I don't think that that will be the case. I think that there still is a good coaching staff, whether or not I was impressed with the way they called the games today or not. But I think there's a good coaching staff in place. I think that they're going to work on that. They're going to take it and run with it. Um, but I don't think Jets fans – there's Jets fans in my mentions just this morning saying, like, Jets are making a playoff run. Oh, yeah. they're totally- <laughs> You know, there's a, there's a line between the optimistic and the delusional. And I think that the Jets fans dance on that line quite a bit. Um, but, you know, you got to love the enthusiastic bunch. But I think that, like, you got to come back down to earth and think about it as if we're improving on mistakes week by week, if Zach is going out there and throwing for 250 plus yards every week, then that's a very good thing. Like that would not be something to like be upset about. So regardless of what the record is, you want to see the guys that you've invested in um, playing out to be potentials, potential like future stars. And I think that Zach has that. I think you can see it on the field right away. Like Sam Darnold today, he looked good, but he was, check down to McCaffrey the entire time. And if that's what the Panthers need him to do, then awesome. But I didn't see Sam Darnold and think potential future superstar. 
I looked at Zach Wilson and thought, ooh, good decision-making, knows where he's going, very accurate. And that's what I want to see throughout the season. And by the way, I don't know if you know this yet, Kayla, but apparently Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport is reporting that Makai Becton appeared to suffer an MCL sprain. He'll have an MRI uh, to confirm the diagnosis, but this would appear to be good news considering the possibilities. So sharing some news your way, I don't know if you knew that yet. Nope, that's uh, news to me, and I prefer it. So <laughs> Fantastic news for you guys. Um, I have a, a, a quick question because I think, you know, half of the guys here and a lot of people in chat are probably feeling the same way. Um, not super thrilled with the way the Panthers performed. Um, we feel like there's a skill gap between what the Jets have and what we have, and this should have not been this close. Um, and, and that's not to knock the Jets. The Jets are on the first year of their rebuild like we were last year. Yeah. Um, I just don't know that the the talent on offense or defense is going to match what we have yet. Um, it'll get there, I imagine. But did you feel like the Jets played a playoff contender in the Panthers? Um, I felt like watching the Panthers defense, I was seeing a defense that was going to perform very well this year. Um, I, I've always kind of felt like the Panthers offense, especially the last few years, was on the back of Christian McCaffrey. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people probably have that outlook. But it's not that it doesn't work. I mean, it, right. it, it gets you down the field. So um, I think that if they can find a way to and this all comes back i guess to sam darnold and what i'm seeing is that he, he can't just be a check down to mccaffrey and if you really want to have like a big difference maker type offense then that's going to have to change and i don't even think i thought darnold looked pretty good passing at the yeah, end yeah. of the day like i, mean, he he had, I was happy i was yeah mad he got that nice bomb <laughs> down to robbie anderson for a touchdown yeah, um, shattered my heart, stomped on my soul. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, and he uh, had a couple of really good back shoulder fades to DJ Moore as well. Yeah. Uh, 27 yards down the... I mean, honestly, compared to what he what Teddy Bridgewater was last year, Sam Darnold is uh, a tier ahead. Um, I like. I agree with you. I think he's a. I think he's a. He's a good quarterback. I don't think he's great. I think he has the potential to be great. I think you could see that in some of the things. Uh, and I think that's also you and I both looking at these teams from uh, different perspectives. Um, I, where you saw Zach Wilson, you know, he showed there towards the end, he showed a lot of flashes, but if you look at the very beginning, he didn't have a lot of help from his offensive line, but he was missing a lot of throws that, that could have very well been, you know, game changing. Honestly, if Zach Wilson had hit, had, had played the way that he did in the second half and that first half and hit some of those throws that he was overthrowing or underthrowing people and whatnot, then I think you guys would have blown us out of the water, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so, and I think it's, like, a similar problem. Like, if Sam has more time to throw behind that offensive line, then maybe he's better. But that's the Sam narrative since he got into the league. So, but at the same time, I do think, like, one of the things I noticed immediately was that Sam looked like a much cleaner passer, even with limited time to throw. And so, clearly, being on the Panthers has been good for him so far. I mean, or it's just a flash in the pan, but I'd like to think that he's improving. I mean, I don't have ill will towards Sam Darnold. I hope he does well for you guys. Um, But... It's it's kind of the same types of issues. I think it's just young teams need more offensive line help. And um, I think the defensive line is strengths on both sides. And it's interesting how uh, I think the Panthers are definitely ahead of the Jets in terms of preparedness. But um, I do think that especially in like your division, I mean, you're going to beat the Falcons twice. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, my God. That was so yes, terrible. We yes, we are. All right. Are. Great stuff, Kayla. Uh, can you uh, can you tell us how tell our fans how they can find your work? 
Yeah, so uh, working a lot with Play Like a Jet. Uh, my Twitter handle is at KP underscore on underscore TV. Uh, we'll have content coming from Play Like a Jet all season long. And I will personally have plenty of J.C. Horn commentary. So if any Panthers fans are interested, I'll be on it. Get your seatbelt out. Nice. <laughs> J.C. Horn will lock you up. All right, great stuff. We'll talk to you guys soon. Tell Scott I said hello. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, that's uh, Kayla Pace from Play Like a Jet. Uh, You know, I I thought, and I wanted to, you know, we could talk all day. I did tell her we were going to keep her for five minutes or so, so I was going to. But I would, when it comes to Zach Wilson, um, he's got, he's a gunslinger, dude. Like, is that he has no fear to push. Like, I mean, is some of those missed throws that he had weren't by much. And they were low percentage throws. You know what I mean? We're talking like down the field, on the sideline, to, you know, I mean. Yeah. So it's one of those things is he hasn't been ruined yet mentally. Mm -hmm. Playing like the, playing for the Jets can do it. You know, he hasn't started to see ghosts yet. Right. And I think that Sam, what I was, what I liked is I I didn't think Sam looked panicky today. No, no. Uh, no, And I thought he did push the ball downfield enough. Mm -hmm. In fact, he had more deep throws in this game than I saw from Teddy Bridgewater in like 10 games. But can yep. we talk about the fact it's not even just a matter of the deep throws. They were accurate. That right. the Robbie Anderson could have been a little more in stride, but it's still like it, it was yeah, still it got way it, better. It, it got there. Way mm-hmm. better than what Teddy Bridgewater had done, uh, especially on a deep passer like that. I mean, that was a bomb. That was a beautiful throw. Um, Andy, he was so close to getting Robbie Anderson on another beautiful throw right. down the seam. And it was just, uh, I, I agree. I think, you know, in, in Kayla, you know, uh, when she said it, I I completely understood what she was saying when she said that it looked like Zach Wilson could be a superstar. I didn't feel, I, I, I think she's, I think she sees Sam Darnold the way that I looked at Zach Wilson today, which is there's potential, but I didn't see Zach Wilson being this, uh, the savior of the Jets. Like yet, at least. I just wanted to go back to that throw for a minute because it was like, you know, I, that that throw was like, oh, Sam or Zach could potentially be a superstar quarterback. Well, remember, Sam was a gunslinger too, and yeah. with the Jets, he was throwing balls downfield trying to make a play, and it just it wasn't happening. And part of Sam's turnaround here in Carolina is the coaches trying to get him to take the check down and don't always have to push the football. But I also wanted to point this out. This is a much I better view of that sure. pass. This Look how much trash there is right all around Sam Darnold when like he has to make this throw. Like, it, he already action. has pressure right in his face. He has to step up he and has his me. eyes downfield the entire time. Left side. That looks like a pretty clean target to me. <laughs> we talked about the seams. All he had, uh, other than the double team slide, no really. Dude, look, Ramon, he has no, he has nobody within three yards of him. Okay. Okay. You did. Look, look, watch. Nobody, it was, nobody within three yards of him at any point in time. Look, that's a pretty good pocket, man. I, th- this is a breakdown Number pocket already. Five got beat, man. The, the, if but it wasn't for how close, Christian, how close does he get? But but, but, but Christian was there. But Christian, thank God, thank God, Christian can block. But again, are we what? are we supposed to have? Uh, well, he's uh, supposed McCaffrey to block. <laughs> yeah, but are we supposed to have McCaffrey in on pass protection? Yes, sometimes. No, not he yeah. wasn't the entire time. I mean, on this play, he was meant to be. Uh, on this play, he was but, meant uh, to be, and he did his point, job. Point exactly. Being, our offensive Look, interior. Three yards. Look, three yards is a good pocket move. 
three yards. I mean, I wouldn't say time. it a clean. That's not a clean that's, pocket. That is not clean. But nobody not, came close to touching him. I, I mean, you see right there, he's about a yard and a half away from Sam. Yeah, he has to be able to, to navigate him. the junk, everything around him, and keep his yeah. eyes down. That's awesome. But I mean, this is a good play. That, situation for a quarterback every play, man. Look, I'm sitting here play, watching. Play, I'm not saying right it is. You know? I'm saying this interior offensive line is going to continue to struggle this way okay. like they did today. And that Sam Darnold, even in spite of all the trash around him, was still able to make that kind of throw. So it's like, yeah, I do think Sam has what it takes to be a franchise quarterback, but it's going to be dependent upon us getting him adequate protection when he's dropping back to pass. We can't have Christian back there on every single pass play. All right, so I think uh, and this, and what, how we got into this conversation was with Caleb Pace's comment of, you know, she, she saw Zach Wilson as a potential superstar in the making. And she didn't necessarily see Sam Darnold in that light today. But we got to think, um, and not negative biases, right? But she is a, with the Jets, and they have right. had their shell shock. They have PTSD from what's going on in their organization. And Sam Darnold's part of that narrative. But Sam Darnold also has to overcome, like his reputation has, like he he was meant to be a superstar, right? The draft people told us he was going to be this and like right. all of this, and it didn't work out yet. So it's going to be hard to revamp that narrative quickly, right? I mean, yeah. like it's going to take right now. He's going to have to do this. It's probably going to be year one of him being a functional quarterback, and then year two and three of him being a guy leading a team to success. That would then shift the narrative to Sam Darnold being the reason we're winning. Right now is like right now is no matter what he does, unless he goes out and throws like forty touchdowns this year, mm-hmm. right? Um, we need we just need him to not be part of the reason we're losing. But that's exactly what Teddy Bridgewater was last year, and that wasn't enough. But he was part of the reason we were losing, though. No, yes. they need him the to end. do more. There towards the end, he was. We need. We need uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a great backup quarterback, in my opinion, right? And that's what we've all said. The difference between what uh, you know what we need this year, we don't need somebody who's not going to lose the game for us. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater there at the end of the year was definitely losing some games, maybe the last four or five games. But for the first eleven games, it wasn't all on the back. I mean, you got to keep in mind we had one of the worst defenses up until halfway through the season last year. We had didn't have Christian McCaffrey for the majority of it. Right now, we need to see way more. Like what you're describing is what we what we actually got from Teddy Bridgewater last year. Until you know, we obviously uh, didn't. Um, we need we need more. We need an a step up. We need uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Today to, was to, more. Today was it more was, than Teddy. And Bridgewater. I agree. I would tell you that and, is that he rushed yeah. a nice. Uh, that I mean, they spread him out. Had a rushing touchdown. And to be honest, there's a couple of opportunities where this could have been a three touchdown game. Right for Darnold right you have and it's both it's a little bit on both but that Ian Thomas when the ball was hot it was like a a fastball and it needs to be you know you can't throw it slow over the middle right in in the red zone but it was so close to connecting right it wasn't way off the mark or a bad read he wasn't throwing into dangerous making poor decisions um I thought that our offense 
was more explosive this was mm-hmm. in this game than it was at really any point of the season last year. Here, here's the difference in Darnold and Bridgewater. Where, like you said, CK Bridgewater's a good backup quarterback, and if you're trying to throw the ball five, three yards, little dink and dunk, Bridgewater can do that, and he can do it well for the most part. But you usually can't win a game simply doing that. And that's, and I'm all for us doing that if it's working. It's when it's not working, you have to have a quarterback that can change the game and go downfield where it looks like Darnold can, where Bridgewater couldn't. And that's the difference. And that's all we need is somebody who can get it downfield, not every play of the game, just somebody who can do both, who can do the short yard passes and get it downfield 50% of the time <laughs> completed, you know? And it, it, like I said, in this game, he showed me that he could. So that that for me, that's the difference in Darnold and Bridgewater. Is Bridgewater had no ability to do that. With that ability, Bridgewater would, would have been fine. You know, if he could have thrown right, the ball 15 yards down the field, I'd have been okay with him. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh let's get back to the calls. The numbers 252 228 5098. 252 228 5098. Uh tell us what you thought of the game. Hey guys, this is Chuck from Elizabeth City, aka Carolina Sports Guy. I just have three things I want to focus in on the negative in this first half. Number one, Pat Elfline. Guy sucks. Right, that hole was terrible, and I understand that it's the only play. But can we deactivate Deontay Brown and Michael Jordan, the new offensive guard? This guy sucks. Number two, Juan Santo, son of Santoso. This guy sucks. I know he missed an extra point, <laughs> but if we're not going to go for a 51-yard field goal for this guy when we didn't have any points, how much confidence has his coaching staff got on him? I have some questionable calls. And number three, if I go back and look at the replay, and that sorry-ass Giovanni Ricci is the one who calls that fumble down at the goal line, and we end up losing the ball and not scoring. If it's him and we kept five tight ends, he's shit as a tight end. He shouldn't be a fullback, and it's a joke. And that's one person we should have cut and kept somebody else and bring in a better kicker. That's all I got to say. Wow. Chuck bringing the – Chuck is animated here uh, on top of that. To I have some things to say about uh, that. Yeah, me too. Injury to <laughs> insult um, yeah. or insult to injury, should I say. Chris Manhurts had a 22-yard touchdown today yeah, for did. the Jaguars. Um, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, go ahead. You guys respond to the call. All right. So first and foremost, I think it's so important that we talk about why I feel the way that I do about this coaching staff right now um, and why I'm not super thrilled. It can change in a week when we face the New Orleans Saints and things adjust. But right now, do you guys do you guys know how we got our kicker? Like, do you know, remember the, the, the terms of the trade? Yeah, if he was on the roster come next week, then we'd have to send them. If he plays a... in two games, if yeah. he plays in two games, we give away a seventh round pick. Okay. Um, when he, we had the ball at the 30 yard line, you have an opportunity to see whether or not he's going to be on the roster next week. They didn't even test him. He missed an extra point. You're not going to put the, like, listen, at that point in time, I know. You want to play, our defense was playing lights out. It was great. You know, all these fantastic things, right? You had the ball with a a possible 50-yard field goal, right? 47-yard field goal, and you still decide to punt. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, that is a poor coaching decision, especially in the midst of a a, a tr- possible trade away from our uh, a trade away of a, a draft pick for uh for a guy who could possibly not even you know who's going to have to play next week because we really don't know what we have outside of him score you know kicking a couple extra points and missing one you know I, it was it was a poor decision and it was probably I know people are going to be like I get it man it was a chess instead of checkers but it's it's not it was pretty simple we needed the score and we didn't and uh, and that's on the coaching staff the Saints it are is. blowing out the Packers yeah they are you know, 17 yeah, nothing I was just, just about to yeah. say that's crazy yeah they just got another touchdown um uh, again though it's uh, going back to his call yeah Pat Elfline sucks and it, he's going to continue to suck I, I mean it's just it's inevitable they didn't even dress Deontay Brown uh, to play today it's just it's asinine to me and then to to piggyback on what CK said they have totally mishandled this kicker situation they should have brought in competition for Joey Sly and had that competition ready by the time they were at Wofford College. They, they should have had somebody competing with them for the kicker job. Now we have a guy that, you know, he missed an extra kick today, but the other ones, you know, he was pretty good, but we're still having to wonder about what we have at the kicker position. So, again, it's like they're overall, we have been very uh, complimentary of Scott Fitterer and uh, a lot of the decisions that he's made as a GM. But uh, it looks like a lot of these decisions that he's made on the offensive line are are going to bite us. Uh, I mean, we already know he shipped out Perriman, uh, our linebacker Perriman. So it's like the, I, I think there's some real problems evaluating certain positions on the football team. Okay. One question I have about the call. Is he blaming that fumble on the tight end that was in there as the fullback blocking is well, that way? Is what? that? That's how I. Yeah, that's how I read it. I are you gonna I say think... it was? Or are you gonna say it was, Cody? I got the play right here. Yeah, I know. I've watched the play over and over. There's so absolutely no way that's yeah, his fault. So, yeah, he well, a little, maybe a little bit too close, but he did hit the ball out of his hand. No, look, look he, he, he he he's running where he's supposed to go, not even looking at the ball. It's Sam Darnold's job to tuck that Sam ball. Sam swung right, yeah, that's, right that's, to the right that's 100% too much. Sam Darnold's fault. That's not his fault at all. I don't he just know. Ran straight I, that, a step. that looked like he was he was uh, taking too narrow of an approach into the blocking assignment, and that's like I I don't think his uh Maybe. his route to getting uh that protection was as close to like I think that is going to be because I mean that's going to be. Uh, uh, never an issue, right? For a normal circumstances, and and how many times has Sam Donald run that play and never had an issue like that? And and then yeah. we have a tight end in the backfield that's never run that play before, outside of now being a fullback. All of a sudden, that's one hundred percent on the fullback. And by the way, look, once he does hit the that's line, he's too far argument. inside. The he's too far inside. I mean, he that's a matter of inches. Like it I is. don't know. I'm kind it of with the Greg. Game's a matter of I don't. Inches, I think right? it's how everybody at that fall right is that yeah. like when you go into the film room, you're going to talk about Sam Donald needing to be careful about how wide he swings, right? Uh, on a play when there's a fullback to the side. I don't know what you how you actually coach that, but that's what I would think you would say. Uh, make sure that you're holding on to the ball tight until mm-hmm. you're not. Uh, and then also for that blocking guy, he like you're gonna. We have to be aware that I know you're trying to block and get to your assignment as quick as possible, right? But you have to be aware too that there's gonna be moving pieces around you, and uh, you can't screw them up. 
So, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of a, like it's two inches and that doesn't even, that's not a problem. You know, like right. if he's two inches faster or two seconds fast, you know, just a little bit faster, a little bit slower, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right for both of those guys. And it's a handoff. Uh, was that the fourth down play? Fourth. Uh, yeah, that was the fourth down play. That was the fourth down play. I mean, honestly, really it really wasn't anymore, that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, because I, it, it, we weren't going to if you look at how many people were already in the backfield, it wasn't going to go anywhere. I mean, I know you could say Christian McCaffrey can make impossible things happen, but. That was, you know, it was clear that our offensive line is not great at run protection. Yeah, that yeah. is what I actually. If I have like, uh, like Cody's issue is with the interior of the line. Mine is with that we're not good on the, for run blocking, right? Like, if you didn't have Christian McCaffrey, you wouldn't. We wouldn't have gotten close to ninety-seven yards rushing today. Right? right. I mean, I is that his his like cut, jump, cut, and go? is so elite like it's, you know as he makes everybody look good and but those uh, they weren't mauling people for him he he would get in that pack and then all of a sudden he'd be five yards up the field and you'd be like man i didn't even think he was going to get a yard is he leading the league in rushing this week i don't think there's been any rusher that's done really well this week yeah i mean they uh, held derrick henry uh, back uh, tremendously yeah ezekiel Elliott didn't do well i mean i i don't think anybody's run the ball well this week i think he may be the leading rusher this week uh, Dalvin Cook, um, no, he didn't have a great. I have him on my fantasy. He, uh, here, I can, uh, I can look. Dalvin Cook got uh, sixty-one yards, but yeah, nothing too crazy there. Yeah. Um, Christian McCaffrey had ninety-eight. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, he had a ton of catches, man. That was his thing. While you look that up, I'm gonna go ahead and go to the next call. Hey, man. Look, I don't want to be too reactionary. First half of the first game. Oh, no. 14. 14, you got to pick it up, my guy. We fumbled a fucking handoff in the goal line. Overthrew Terrace Marshall in the next possession. I'm I'm not feeling great right now, boys. Somebody, he's going to have to show me something to, 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 to change, to uh, change my heart. But on another note, on a little positive note, shout out to Shaq Thompson, man. Having a hell of a fucking game right now. Pass breakups, interceptions. I don't know if he's feeling like his college self with the new number. I don't know if he's listening to the podcast and getting tired of Tony shitting on him every week. But, you know, <laughs> uh, shout out to him. Hopefully he has a, a, a breakout season and plays up to his contract. But, but look, y'all, first half coming to a close, 14 has not looked great. But hopefully we can turn it around, man. Mm. Uh, shit. Sense. God damn. Didn't he have That's 200 crazy. yards and a touchdown? Yeah. So this but is good, this was man. First I half, like right? this. These are the expectations. Yeah. He was like 75% yeah. 200 yards and a touchdown. That's pretty good. In the first half, he only had like 30 yards rushing. Oh, no, oh, oh we're, no, we're, we're talking, talking about, about uh, Sam Darnold. Oh, yeah. Sam Darnold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Darnold looked pretty good. Uh, he didn't look great in the first quarter, but the second quarter came live. Um, Joe Mixon had a better game. Joe Mixon had 127 yards rushing. Okay. But still. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Alvin Kamara is about to destroy it right now. Yeah. He has what? Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Kamara? And 65 yards rushing already. And it's not even the first half yet. Oh, Chubb just ran one in for a touchdown. Yeah. And see, like, that's what we have to worry about with the New Orleans Saints, because no matter how much turnaround they have, Mm -hmm. They return all of their offensive linemen. 
Like we're gonna find out real quick whether this defense was just that's what I'm basically, talking about. You know, beating up on you know a fifth grader, or you know if they're actually one of the better defenses in the NFL. Because yeah. let me tell you, this Saints offensive line is big and mean. They want to run the football. They don't want to give Jameis too many opportunities to throw interceptions. You know, they'll let him drop some dimes every once in a while, but they want to be a physical run first football team. So. I mean, there's a scenario where we could see our defense out on the field for long periods of time mm-hmm. if we can't generate a pass rush. So, you know, uh, vice versa, we also have to keep their defense on the field. So all of these inconsistencies that we saw today, dude, we have to work that out quick. And that's why I'm so frustrated because I don't know if these coaches right now have the wherewithal to play the better guys on the offensive line. And I don't care if people think I'm wrong, but Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen are better than the two losers that we have playing guard right now. I'm sorry, even if they're young, no one can convince me otherwise. They can't be worse. Can't. Dennis da- is Dennis Daly the loser? Is that what you're saying? I'd have to look at the tape. I'm, I'm trying to figure out who is. My like, main the, two uh, are, sure. I, I wasn't impressed with Daly. None of those guys, on the, I, whoever was playing right guard was not very good. I think that was Daly, right? Yeah, Daily, Daily. yeah, he, he came yeah. out for because uh, he had some uh, blood uh, issues, apparently. I don't know. And then uh, Trent Scott did come in there. He didn't look bad. Um, Pat, Pat Elflin, Matt Paradis, and Dennis Daly are the three that I'm like, dude, this shit needs to get better fast. And I'm talking real fast or we're going to be very predictable. Well, I hate to tell that? you, man, you're, you ain't going to get I mean, Paradis is going to be there. Yeah, you ain't playing nobody else. To deal with it. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why is there? Is it who just else? Because we paid? Who is there to play? Is, F- is F- is no. Well, you mean well? Okay. See, again, that I, I I'm worried about this too. I mean, Sam Texlenberg. Uh, you know, again, he looked good in preseason, but who knows what that actually means? All right. Yeah, we're we're thin at that position, but I feel like Paradis could play better if he had some better guards next to him. And the fact that Deontay Brown didn't play, this game could have been way better for us than than it actually was. But Cody, couldn't everybody play better if you had better people around you? Isn't that kind of the point of being a superior player? Because you can do it without the people around you. You have to prove that you're a superior player. At what point did those starters ever do that? But I mean, it sounds like with Paradis, you're trying to kind of put him up there as like, well, you're trying to take the blame from him, saying, well, he would be better if he had this. Well. I mean, well, he would. I mean, he would be better if people yeah. around him better. But the problem yeah. is this: is he can't be better than he is, yeah. right? And he is who we got at right. center. Yeah. I hate yeah. to say that. It's like you better. Yeah. So you. So the only way that is going to improve is to improve the guys beside him. And we'll have to see. Like, is like how long? Because everybody, as F line has become the punching bag of panther nation right yeah. is that we don't have the we're not right right now is everybody's still hoping cam Irvin can be serviceable so we don't want to come at him too hard f line is the guy that everybody has been saying sucks from the beginning even before he played right is that first uh, on top of that is that i mean this is almost just kind of verification of those fears and that's why it's so um i guess irritating to people who've been saying the offensive yeah. line is going to suck is that they're they're getting their fears are being confirmed in their eyes hey uh real quick before we go to this next call you want to see some bullshit yeah 
Joey Sly, three for three today. And four out of four. No, he made seven total kicks. Yep. Would have been my fantasy kicker had he been on the Panthers. Yeah, I think we're cursed at the kicker position. We are. I mean, we yeah. uh, we let go of Harrison Butker. Harrison Butker balls out. Uh, Gano goes to New York, and now they're paying him again. We let go of Joey Sly, and now he all of a sudden remembers how to kick a field goal. This like, dude. Maybe it's the, the air in Carolina, man. Maybe it's just a bad place to kick in. I don't know. That's hey, pretty embarrassing, man. That could, that's going to end up being a problem all year. Have have y'all noticed this? I don't know if y'all are watching any CBS uh, coverage games, but CBS is doing this weird damn thing with their replays where they the the background, the crowd, and everything is out of focus, and they they like hyper focus on the players. Yeah, depth of field. Yeah, and it looks like a Madden replay. Yeah, it's crazy. It makes it look animated. It's freaking yeah. me out. All right, I'm gonna be watching. I got CBS yeah. up now. All right, now let's go to the next goal. Uh oh. My podcast brothers, how y'all doing? This is G Cavarcia. Hey man, that was a good ass fucking game. You know that was a good fucking game. Our defense looked legit, man. I mean Zach Wilson. Hey, he got he got lucky, you know, on that one pass, and you know Horn got beat. He swiped it with one hand. Just remember, young man, use two or whatever. But besides that, and that blown coverage that. Oh, dude, caught the touchdown. Besides that, our defense was fucking legit, man. Sam Donald, I think, got sacked one time. Zach Wilson got sacked six times. Come on, man. I'm happy. I'm happy as fuck that we damn one. I'm happy as shit. And did y'all notice that Ian Thomas got a reception? <laughs> that he almost got a damn touchdown in the in the first half, in the first quarter, or whatever. I'm saying this looks like, hey, Brady's opened up the damn playbook, but hey. We won and oh going into week two. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. Sam Donald played a damn good game. No damn turnovers from him. Yeah. Except that damn fucking fumble. He ain't throwing no interceptions, you know, but hey. Like I'm saying, we won and oh. I'm not fucking complaining. And any 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 fans that call and complaining, just look at the damn game. Just look at the game and see how we damn near dominated on fucking defense, man. Dominated. Keep pounding. Man, I, I had. I thought I got the. I was hoping I was getting the red zone. And it says I should be. Do you have to pay extra for that on Hulu, guys? To get the red uh, zone? Yeah, because, like I, yeah. because I know you do on Fubu TV, which is what I'm using. Yeah. Um, uh, which I, you know, that's interesting. Greg is. Uh, Greg's an investor, or he likes to talk about that kind of stuff. Fubu TV is an interesting stock, right? They got a lot of growth opportunity to them. All right, hey, by um, the way, if you need the red zone, just holler at your boy. I got you. No, but you know, I discovered today I was sitting here watching the game on my phone because on Yahoo Sports, I get to watch games within my area for free. So I was watching on my phone. And then I realized that I pay for every streaming service there is except Apple TV. So there should be some way for me to watch live sports. And I had CBS Sports. And I, because I had pay for Paramount and CBS All Access, uh, I can watch live games on. So it's pretty cool. There's always a way yeah. to do it. You pay that for is. There's always a way. And <laughs> you pay for you enough. He's going to send me the link. Yeah, I, I uh, check out the uh, Four Horsemen chat. Um, but uh, Kago Fort wants to talk about them just not even throwing toward J.C. Horn. And it's one of those scenarios where it's like, you know, I've been saying defensive rookie of the year, but that isn't going to happen if teams already know not to throw towards his ass, you know? Right. Uh, I, I think J.C. Horn, uh, he looked good today. 
yeah, Corey Davis had that had that touchdown. Zach threw it to a perfect place. Uh, you know, I think JC could have been a little bit faster on the break, but overall, it was a solid performance from JC. His first performance in the NFL, I think, is getting even better. Um, so yeah, man, like I'm I'm definitely impressed with JC. Another guy that we haven't mentioned yet, who is the monster in the middle that we hoped he would be, is Derek Brown. Dude, especially early in this football game, Derek Brown was beating dudes up in the middle of that offensive line. He looked more than a run, just a run stuffer, though, today. Like, he looked like a giant disruptive force out there. And I tell you, is that having that speed, Hassan Reddick was running around like crazy, too. Yeah. So, he's having that edge speed with his power up the middle. Man, it's going to be that's that's the guy. I think that's the surprise guy on our defense. Not surprise, but the guy in this defensive line that people will be we're going to be talking about a lot right. this year. Yeah, you're not yeah. right. Let's go to the next call. What's up, fellas? Kyle from DA. Uh, game just ended, and we are fucking one and zero. Obviously, it's closer than what we wanted, and it should have been, but. One and know is one and know. Uh, Donald looked good. There's a couple missed passes out there, drop balls, but all around, I, I have hope for this team. Uh, second half of offense was just pretty much dead. Like Joe Brady was calling the most vanilla shit. Like, second and short. Why are we not doing a play action? Just try. Nope. Just run up the middle. Right, and, you know, but one of those, one of those, like I said, the defense, she, defense crazy. Our defensive line is unblockable. I mean, Derek Brown tossing around people. Brian Burns and Son Reddick off the edge. Daquan Jones is in the backfield. And if we could have production from Shaq and Dante, like they did today, Dante was out there head hunting. Shaq was playing coverage. Man. Our defense looked good the whole game. I don't care. There's a couple chunk plays we gave up. Um, but our defense looked great. Christian McCaffrey, welcome back. He's almost 200 yards of offense. Uh, DJ with that toe drag swag. Oh, yeah, that shit was that, crazy. This was awesome. What a great game. But, uh, loved it. Jack Wilson has a fucking cannon of an arm. I mean, it just explodes. Like, if they ever get an offensive line in front of him, man, they might have some right there. Um, overall, though, good game, one to know, and offense seems to get going a little bit better. But fuck yeah, <laughs> I have to catch him on the pod. Yeah, I mean, aren't aren't defenses supposed to be ahead of offenses at this point in the season? Right? Don't it doesn't that they say that it takes time for offense to gel more than defense? Oh, I feel yeah. like that's what they say in the past. And so um, yeah, I'd be interested two. to get the – What about YGM? Yeah, I was trying to find it. Someone had put uh, – when uh, Derek Brown just destroyed Zach Wilson, it was him and Jeter Grossmatos uh, on a double team, and they just bulldozed him. I'm trying to find it on Twitter. Uh, still can't. But, dude, then Marcus Haynes – had a really good sack today. 
um, a lot of people got in on the sack and the quarterback it was action. Every person, like, there was nobody had like more than one, but it was like seven sacks from seven different people. It was ridiculous. I think it was Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick, uh, Derek Shaq. Brown, Marquise Haynes, and Shaq. Yeah. Wasn't there another yeah, one? Didn't, uh, I think YGM got Har- one too. Hartsfield, didn't he come in or somebody who's 31? So, didn't uh, safety come in and get a sack or did they? they yeah, there was six him? sacks. Chat, who was it? Yeah, we, we got the hands. I got the, I mean, I pulled the stats up in a second. All right, let's go. While we figure that out, let's go to the next call. Hey, what's up, C3? It's Randy and C. Lovato. Uh, what's up, Tyler? Finished the game. Um, I'm happy we won. I'm not trying to be a bummer. I'm, I'm very happy we won, of course. But I just don't think, I, I mean, I don't think our offense is good enough for us to be a playoff team. Uh, our offense is super inconsistent. I was very pleased with how Sam Darnold played. I was very pleased with the offense. Like, There's no players that I was mad at this game. That's how I feel. Like, I'm not pissed off at any any player on offense this game, but it just seems like we have, we're so inconsistent on offense. We can't, like, I don't know. It's just very hard for us to get down the field. Burst. And, some misplays here and there, but with the defense, I'm super time. happy with it. Uh, it. Towards the end of the game, there, I'm sure we let up some plays, but there were like third down plays, and our defense played hard all game. Very happy. Uh, I'm extremely happy with how Shaq Thompson played. He played out of his mind this game. Yeah. Uh, thank God, because hopefully, hopefully, all the money we paid him is worth it now. Maybe the season he changes it around. I don't know. But I'm very happy with Shaq. And, uh, yeah, the defense as a whole. I tell you, Shaq played great today, and uh, he had an interception, a tackle for a loss, a pass breakup downfield uh, that he was running with a receiver. Uh, so very impressed by Shaq. Uh, Hassan Reddick with one at 1.5 sacks today could have had two and a half sacks. I mean, good Lord, he just – there was one play where Zach Wilson – pulled the Houdini move uh, and and got out of there. And Brian Burns was even in on the action on the second iteration of trying to get after him, right? So they were getting after the quarterback. And I tell you this, if the Carolina Panthers defense does that all season, we're going to have a lot of guys that want to get paid, right? <laughs> Is if, if Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns get 12 sacks, somebody's got to get some money. Yeah, man, this is going to be a big year for all those guys. And, hey, look, man, Dante Jackson, too. I mean, it looks like Dante Jackson's trying to do the Josh Norman thing where in the final year of his deal, he wants to ball out and, uh, you know, uh, make that make that big money contract. And we, we haven't really talked about him much. We do need to mention his name. That guy was flying around the field. He made some big tackles. In some big situations, man. That what? speed, Dante? Dante, yeah, Dante Jackson, and he was uh had some uh pass breakups too, man. I think that's the exciting part about well, you know, we didn't get to talk about it on the last show because uh, they had not announced it, but Dante Jackson's one of the team captains, right? And he's only 24, 20, 25 years old, um, and a lot of people had started to give up on him, and uh, had run with the narrative from that all or nothing moment a couple of years ago yeah. where um, 
they like had this weird like Captain Munderland and them sat him down and like dressed him down about needing to be right more mature or whatever or more into it. And he had become the what Norman was to Ron Rivera early in his career. Remember, uh, Josh Norman missed the coverage in a Buffalo game that led to a, t- a game lo- losing touchdown. Played a little bit too um, cocky, confidently, you know, off like is that it just didn't seem like he was as uh, strict in his coverage or what he was supposed to be doing in the defense. And Ron Rivera benched him, and it took a, Josh Norman a long time to get out of that doghouse. And it seemed like Dante Jackson was in it. But this, uh, I think it was interesting, is that this coaching staff has really liked Dante Jackson. Um since they come in, they came in. Is that they put a lot? They invested a lot in him last year, thinking that um, he could they could work with him. And then the injuries, you know, kind of derailed that. Um, but they continued to stick with him. I think they really, yeah. It tells you this team that they want fast players, dude. Yeah, and that's we what have they want. We have them too. And uh, by the way, Jeff mentions that AJ Boye will add to this nasty defense, and it's looking like it's going to have to also because. Uh, I'm hearing that Miles Hartfield hurt his hurt his wrist today, and uh, they're kind of worried that it could be, uh, you know, like a real bad wrist injury. So can't wait to get AJ Bouye back. I don't think we're going to have him for New Orleans, um, but that's certainly a name that we're going to be needing at that nickel position. Um, you know, overall, like we we won. The Panthers needed to win today, and you know. I feel like I've been consistent in my predictions. Like I said that this defense was going to bail us out, that if this offense sputtered or had some hard times getting into a rhythm, that this defense was going to make us right for that. Now it basically, it doesn't leave any margin for error on our defense because it means that they have to, you know, they had to play like that in order to make sure that this game was won. Uh, I don't think so. so. I, I actually think I disagree. And what I what I disagree with that is, number one, is I think the defense actually, um, they didn't bail us out. They put us in a position to dominate today, right? They came out out of the gate playing fantastic, much like my ECU defense did yesterday. Down the road, uh, some chunk plays against my Pirates led to a loss. But uh, the offense, I feel like, I feel like it could have done more. But I think that the team we played field position ball. You know, I, I hate to, I hate to say it. It's like if you want to criticize the coaching staff, it's just for kind of playing like Ron Rivera would have played it. You know, and that's why you're set. I think that I think we could have put up more offensive numbers if we needed to, right? And I think it was just unnecessary that the coaching staff said this, and I think that not going for those field goals. I need to go back and really look at the context of that, you know, where we're at and some different things. But I, I do think they believed our defense was playing dominant. And there was just really, like, I think that they thought they had the game. Right. Uh, basically, after the third quarter. So I think you they think truly that, that felt we, like that. You think that we purposefully left touchdowns off the board? No, I think it felt like our defense. That's crazy. I could not disagree more. I think that we, that our we, we couldn't do what we wanted to do. We wanted to be able to run ball control offense, but then we we would uh, switch to passing on second down, and it was like there was no time for 
for Sam to be able to throw. So it's like, I, I don't, I don't think so, man. I think they wanted to put up more points, but they frankly just couldn't get it to happen. And I think that's mm-hmm. worrisome, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that I've, I've been saying something's gonna happen to change this offensive line around. I don't know what it'll be, and I hope it's not too dramatic. But it could be very dramatic if if we go into next week and the Saints just start whooping our ass up and down the field right. in the trenches. Like, God, I want nothing more than to beat the Saints, dude. I'm tired of losing to our fucking division rivals. I want to go in and slap the Saints at home, make a real statement against this against this football team, take the ball away from Jameis. We need to be aggressive, but we got to have a chip on our shoulder. Yeah, and I don't know if our offensive line plays with a chip on their shoulder, and that's what sucks to me. Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, I think if you look at the play calling, uh, it was uh, there were some conservative calls, but the conservative calls were early on in the game as well. Like outside of those uh, three deep passes, you know, uh, the fourth there with Robbie Anderson that was out of reach, but. You know, I don't feel like Joe Brady was Joe Brady seemed to dial up a lot of Christian McCaffrey and which is good. Obviously, you want to get him the ball, but it did not feel like even when we were still trying to get touchdowns that we were doing what we needed to do to make it happen. All right, let's go to the next call. Hey, it's Run DNC Lovato. Um I think the offensive line, uh surprisingly they didn't play bad. Like, I was expecting, you know, like three, four or five sacks from the Jets. It's so weird because in the preseason, our offensive line looks so shitty, and on paper they are so shitty. But, I mean, in pass protection this game, they were okay. They had, they were okay, I'd say. There's, there's a few plays I've seen Sam under pressure, but for the most part, they're pretty good on pass protection. And then, surprisingly, I thought the, the weakest part of our offensive line was our uh, our run blocking. And surprisingly, they did pretty well today on run blocking. Um, the thing I'm most happy about this game uh, is seeing Sam Darnold throw a damn cannon to Robbie Anderson. I, you, don't know, you don't know how long it's been since we've seen a pass that was completed that had over 40 yards in the air. You know what I mean? Like, it's been so long. Teddy it's Bridgewater been two years. is just a boring quarterback. I'm so happy, like, even if Sam Darnold – you know, average all year. I don't give a fuck. I'm just happy to see some deep fucking passes. I mean, yes. Um, yeah. One and oh, baby. I'll take it. I uh, hope our offense gets more consistent. And my question to you guys is, I know it's an early projection, but do you guys think, what do you guys think about our chances of making the playoffs, seeing how this offense uh, cooperated today? I'm not sure. I see us personally going nine and eight, maybe. I hope. I hope more, but eight and nine, maybe. Maybe we sneak in eight and nine. I don't know. But I feel like our offense was very inconsistent. But our defense is lights out, dude. JC Horn had a great game. This, that one touchdown pass, Corey Davis caught. He was right there in coverage and all game. You never seen JC Horn besides that play because he was locking motherfuckers down. So yeah, like it. I, you know, I think I mean, I mean it kind of. Uh, 
I agree with Panther Blue here. Tired of a play not to lose mentality instead of a play to win mentality. And um, I think that we're as we go back and watch the game tape from this game, um, they're going. We're starting to ask about Joe Brady. And my assessment is, I think he he's fine at this point, right? Why did you guys intimated earlier in the show that some people were unhappy? with Joe Brady. Why do you think that was? Was it because of that second half or was it because of that? It was even before that. It was before that. I mean, if you watch, uh, I mean, you got to keep in mind the first quarter was littered with opportunities that were just squandered because of decisions. And when it's third and 10, he decided to just do a check down again. Like not just Sam's fault. Like these are design plays, screens and things like that. Like it's, it's the reason I said this earlier and, and right at the beginning of the show is because this is this is the offense that Joe Brady wants. Joe Brady wants the offense that takes the quarterback, um, whether he's good or bad, out of the equation. And luckily, Sam Darnold can overcome some of that. But you could tell just based on the play calling, it was very vanilla. There was nothing that made me look at this uh, this offense and say, "Oh, these guys are going to you know be able to beat top tier defenses." Not yet, right? Not with the play calling. The talents there. The play calling wasn't. I just don't feel like. I, I think we're too predictable. Like you could pretty much guarantee out of every single play, you're like, oh, I know what this is going to be. I know what this is going to be. And the defense knew as well. And they were able to own in on that on the second half. All right. Let's go to the next call. Nick Calvin, VA again. Just, just real quick. It's just, I'm sure other stuff I saw is uh, the fact that Deontay Brown is not out there when um, our guards. I'm not saying look terrible, but I feel like Deontay Brown is a clear cut choice there. I don't know why he's not playing. And um yeah, Brian Burns is just an animal coming off the edge. Like there yeah. were literally I could probably name off the top of my head like eight to ten plays that there was no holding call when they were clearly holding Brian Burns. Like every it was like every single play. Him and Hassan Reddick coming off the edge is a fucking problem. Them, them boys are too quick for them uh, tackles to get around on. <clears throat> and then the interior defensive line is just destroying. Uh, I, I like what I, I liked everything I saw from the defense, other than, like I said, those little chunk plays we gave up. Uh, JC Horn had one pass get by him, but other than that, like, JC Horn had a great game. They didn't really throw to him. From what I've seen, really, I uh, hope Hart feels okay. Chin looks like he's still Jeremy Chin. Like I said before, Shaq. I'm glad Shaq changed his number because he played like a fucking uh, a good, serviceable linebacker today. Like he almost had two interceptions. Like, when have we seen that from Shaq? And he's in the backfield making plays. Dante's coming up, just head hunting people, just knocking people out. Um. Yeah, our defense, man, looks tough. Phil Snow has got this defense humming. They are fast, physical, mean, and smart. And honestly, I can't wait to see like, what this defense can do all season. Hopefully everybody stays healthy on both sides of the ball, obviously. But six sacks week one, not too fucking bad. And I thought Derrick Brown killed Zach Wilson on that last one. I thought Zach Wilson was dead. But yeah. Anyways, I did guys, too. Keep pounding. I thought he broke his chest, right? Oh, and they landed on him. Uh, like I could just feel like I, I was going to look at him and be like imprinted in the 
if that was grass, he would have actually been imprinted in the grass. But since it was turf, he probably that's why he wasn't. Um, I, I I saw somebody earlier say that Phil Snow's trash in the chat. Um, I don't know how we could even say like all of a sudden this defense went from being a big time problem two years ago to it significantly improved throughout the season last year to right now if we can weather some injury concern like injuries like if we could avoid the bug knock on wood and uh, get these star players to play like that and if Shaq plays like this this season you know it does show you this is Cody and Cody's mentioned this a lot in the in the podcast over the years is how important the defensive tackle play is to linebacker play yeah right and um, and how it can make their make them either look like bums or brilliant, you know. Like, right. and so is that they, you if if they don't have to be, they shouldn't be the guys stopping the run, right? So if they can, if they're not the primary run stoppers, right? If you're like really holding up front, linebackers can fly. Right, they can play instinctual football. They don't have to just worry about run gaps all the time, but they can get after players and keep their eyes on the ball and do some different things. So I was excited to see Shaq, uh, and I hope that uh, that number seven is a rejuvenation or a, a, like a something, the fountain of youth for this dude. All right, let's go back into the Colts. 54 and no more. Oh, I'd love to hear that thing. Touchdown. It dropped nope. it. No? Say that one more time. Teddy Bridgewater just uh, threw a deep pass, and he, the guy dropped it. Yeah, and by the way, not only that, the Saints D-line is absolutely destroying the Packers. Well, they did like, not get old like I expected them to. Man. All right, let's Let's get this call. Come on, play. Hey, this is Panthers rule. I love to hear that thing. Touchdown, Panthers. Now, I love that deep ball by Donald because, you know, it ain't like we did not see that last year at all and uh, actually ain't seen that deep ball in a couple years. Uh, but um, – the defense played great, and uh, we do got issues, particularly with the offensive line, and some play-calling issues. But I'm not going to go too hard on it today because the defense and Christian McCaffrey busted their ass to get this win, and they deserve to celebrate yeah. it for one day. Yeah. And Sam Sam played pretty good. He played really good. He played a lot better than I thought he would, and and uh, uh, he, he should hold his head up high. Uh, and uh, I'll catch you on the side. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, 252-228-5098. What it do, C3 Nation? It's your boy, Mike. I think I supremely called. Supremely called. Back in in full effect. Supremely You know I was going to be back for the season opener. And let me say that I am fucking stoked. (laughs) I win. Let's go. Win, baby. That defense. Oh, my God. Looking right. Fuck, yeah. That offense. Uh, needs a little bit of work. 
But they got it done. My boy Donald. McCaff. Robin. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo. Tony, it's time. You got to break out the fucking Shaq Thompson jersey. Because that boy was lit today. So, don't be ashamed that you bought that jersey, boy. You, uh, fuck, I'm, 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 uh, shit. <laughs> shit, boys. Woo! I Let's love it. Do it. Bring on the main. Bring them on. Bring. I don't give a fuck. One and oh. Wow, wow, wow. I love it. I love it. Great call. Thanks, Mike. And uh, I was thinking, my friend asked me uh, oh, no. on the radio on Friday, um, what, did Teddy throw a touchdown? No, the Saints just intercepted Aaron Rodgers. Uh, here, Teddy's throwing right now. Look at this. Man, he threw, never threw the ball that far with us. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the... What was I going to say? Oh, my friend asked me about my optimism level for the Carolina Panthers on a scale of one to 10 going into this season. And I said, I'm going to put it at a 10. And that sounds crazy. But right now, number one, we haven't played any games. We're undefeated. And like, I I have some reasons to be optimistic. Now, 10 does not mean Super Bowl run or playoff necessary. But I think we're moving in a significantly good direction, Right. I said each week, my um, that number will probably come down a little bit, right? So I said when I come in here next Friday, it'll probably be a nine, and then follow the Friday after that, it'll be an eight, and then a seven, and six. You know, as reality potentially sets in. But what is your um, optimism level after this game? And I would say that reasonably. I mean, I know the ten was a crazy number, right? Is that like it's probably like a seven six and a half seven or something like this but i am more optimistic after today than less optimistic listen i feel like this team has the potential to explode in a good way and i really mean that i mean i think that what this game showed to me is that if you give sam some time and let him go through his progressions this dude can make all the throws he can do all the things that you're going to want your franchise quarterback to do. He just needs the opportunity to do so. I think if that happens on top of this defense, continuing to improve upon their performance today, they can be a savage ball hawking defense, like one of the better ones in the NFL. But I'm not going to make a prediction on this football team yet. One, if you've been following this podcast for a while, you know I have a tried and true belief system that you don't know uh, who the real teams in the NFL are until after week six. Since there's an extra game on the schedule, I'll bump that up one more. I'd say until around week seven, that's when they're going to really start to separate the wheat from the chaff and really see who the better football teams out there are. So I, I can't predict this team yet. It's far too early. The only thing that I can say is that we're in a good spot. We're 1-0 going against the Saints, and yeah, they're spanking the Packers' ass right now. That's a much better opponent than what we face today. But overall, we're 1-0. The Saints are going to probably end up being 1-0 too. They're coming to our home. There's a lot of flaws on film 
that Matt Rule, Joe Brady, and Phil Snow are going to have to go over with a fine-tooth comb right. and make sure these guys know what they're doing and that they're prepared for the test that they have coming to town. They need to already be looking at the Saints and, and what they're doing and trying to prepare a game plan for that. Because imagine if we were able to get a W over the New Orleans Saints this early. Man, that would be an incredible shot in the arm of our entire football team, right. our fan base, everything. So we got to do our due diligence, uh, button up, go to work, and start playing fast physical football and limit these dumb mistakes that we're making on offense. Um. Oh, yeah, there it is. The chat's all talking about the Jerry Judy injury downfield uh, left on a cart. Really looks like a significant ankle injury, so don't expect Jerry Judy uh, to be back anytime soon, right? That's going to take some time to recover from. All right, let's go to the next call. Uh, actually, no, CK, optimism level up or down after this week from where you were at going in, you know? I mean, I feel a little like down. it. Okay. A little down. I was really, uh, I was really anticipating this offense to start humming. Um, I know we had question marks on the offensive line, but I was really hoping in the year two, uh, Joe Brady was going to be able to, you know, uh, become, you know, be able to play, uh, you know, uh, call plays that were a little more, you know, uh, uh, I guess capitalizing on the strengths that uh, Sam Darnold has, and I just didn't feel like I saw enough of it today. Um, but you know, it is the first game of the year, and the other part to it. And, and this is, you know, where I want to be optimistic is why would they unload all of their playbook on, on the Jets? You know what I mean? Uh, maybe there's uh, a, a, the game plan going forward. Like they did just what they needed to do to win, but not to be, you know, uh, showing the world what they're capable of doing just yet. I don't know. I think that's and, a good point. Yeah. I mean, I, that also is true, too. I, I don't want to, you know, again, I don't want to seem over complimentary of Brady today. I mean, I don't think that it was the best called game, especially if you know that your interior is struggling. Uh, but, it, you know, again, I do think that there is some truth to that, too. Knowing that we have the division rival coming to town, you don't necessarily want to put out, pull out all the stops uh, and, and reveal your cards too quick. So, you know, there's a bit of gamesmanship to it. And I also don't think we've given enough credit uh, to the Panthers' decision to wait that long uh, before changing Jermaine Carter's number and Shaq Thompson, that was a uh, that was an they interesting. Made, yeah, and they they made a great point on the broadcast. If you're the Jets preparing all week for 54 and 52, or 56, whatever Jermaine Carter was, it's like that's what you're looking for, and that's what you're expecting going into the game. Now all of a mm -hmm. sudden they're seven and four. It's just like what this is kind of right. crazy. What, can that's, they just change their jersey numbers every week? No, it's so, only one. You can you can't do it once the season starts. Uh, oh, okay. Shout out to Panther Rule in the chat. I saw him post this earlier. They asked Matt Rule about it, and he said, "Yeah, there was no rule against us being able to do that, and we knew that we could do it, so we did it for a reason." You know, so <laughs> I, I, think, I, I, I love the gamesmanship. That's awesome. Uh, like bringing in that quarterback, uh, that that practice squad quarterback. I bet you he gets cut this week. We signed a we signed a guy from that was the practice like a, that was a fourth round pick by the Jets um, a couple of weeks ago, just for the scouting, I right? Bet. 
Like, just tell us how your defense works. Tell us how your offense works. Uh, and thank you very much. Here's a paycheck. We'll see you next week. We'll see <laughs> exactly. you later. Uh, all right. Uh, next call. This is G, baby. What up, G, baby? Man. Uh, I don't even really know how to evaluate it. We barely beat the motherfucking Jets. Hmm. I want I want all you guys to ask yourselves, if we don't have Christian McCaffrey, do we even win this goddamn game, man? I think so. The first half was great, but goddamn, what happened in the second half? 19 points. Dude, we should have put up at least 40 on these fools, man. Have. Not impressed. Not impressed. And goddamn, I mean, I, the Jets damn near beat us. They almost fucking had a comeback win. Like I said, if we don't have Chris McCaffrey, we don't win this fucking game, boys. Which is very, very, very fucking scary. So, I don't know, man. I, it's, I'm glad we won. Like I said, it's a, it's a good team win, but I'm just not impressed. Over and out. Oh, and uh, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Thanks, G, baby. I mean, look, is that, I mean, I think it's fair. I mean, like, is that uh, you do want, uh, this offense to be explosive, right? But I mean, I don't, I don't know if you know is we, you know, we we can clean things up. You got to just win first, right? So we we got the W, and we hope that the offense gets um, tighter as we go forward, and that the defense can maintain this intensity throughout the entire game, and uh, get off the field on fourth down. Right. And that was uh, yeah. really if like my um, I don't think that the defense I don't think Phil Snow uh, went conservative on defense at the end. I think that the no huddle offense and Zach's ability to push the ball downfield, um, like you said, on those off platform throws, it really helped them at the end of the game to move the ball down. But I think the defense was pretty effective through 95 percent of the game. Right. So a couple of plays could go different, right, on both sides of the ball. And I think the but the real question is we're gonna have to continue to look at the special teams game. Right. Is what yeah. is going on with not only the field goal kicker, um, but also what was the um reasoning or the rationale, should I say, behind uh, like you have this um the Panthers are on the Jets thirty three yard line and decided to punt fourth and six i need to see what part of the game that was in uh go ahead and respond uh any response to I'll, that, I'll respond real quick i've already uh said a critical you know thing about this but i'll i'll make it you know uh full circle and maybe i'll ask a question instead do you think that their decision to punt was more predicated on their confidence of their defense or lack of confidence on the kicker Oh, because uh, that would have put us up two scores, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that we we did it early on when we had no score whatsoever. It was Owen, uh, like we nobody was had scored by this point. We had got there. We did it twice this game, just so you know, not just once. We did this twice when we were in field goal range. I think, man, I, there's four minutes and thirty six seconds left on the clock. Right? Is that I almost think that you are saying this is that if we pin these suckers down so deep and then get them off the field we can f keep good field position on the next drive and run the clock completely out so i think that the idea was i think it was more of a sign of faith in our defense than a lack of faith in our kicking game but, but 
you know, you right. are talking about a 50 plus yarder uh, for a guy who missed a extra point and barely banged that long kick in in the preseason. It's not like it went straight through the uprights. So I'd say a little, but more faith in our defense is my answer. If we're choosing to punt from the 33 yard line, we don't trust our kicker. Like, yeah, you might love our defense, but if you're on the 33 yard line, I mean, what is that if not field goal territory? Like, that's when you kick field goals. And, and again, to me, this is a fumble on our coaching staff not having sorted out this kicking thing much mm-hmm. sooner. I'm talking much sooner. Joey Slash had had competition before, uh, way before we brought in Santoso. And now we're left just holding our balls in our hands, man. Like, we have nothing, we have no one to blame but ourselves in this scenario. And I think that's dumb to not trust Santos. So like, yeah, you're the kicker that you just signed missed an extra point. Okay. So now you're going to squander his confidence even more by telling him, Hey man, we don't trust you on the 33 yard line. Like that's just, that, that's not good for your kicker. Uh, it doesn't speak highly on our coach's decision-making. So again, like we're, we're so early in the season that we're sifting the good to the bad. But the real bad decisions are glaringly bad, specifically the offensive line and a lot of these special teams things and, and our our kicker position. To me, this, it's unacceptable. Do you I bet think- you Matt Rule comes out and says that the reason we decided to punt the ball there is that the 12-man on the field penalty right before makes it from a 47 to a 52-yard. Um, I mean, 52 is like... Like I get it if it's 60, 65, maybe okay, let's let's uh exercise an abundance of caution. But I mean, it, he is a fucking field goal kicker. That is his job in the NFL is to kick footballs. And if he can't if they don't have confidence in him to make a 55-yarder, much less a 52-yarder or a 47-yarder or any of those, then the the issue isn't even just on their kicker. It's like right now this was a test game already because Santoso has a very uh, uh, Rogers got intercepted again. Um, fucking a Rogers is not looking good today. Anyway, um, but we need to figure out whether he's going to be on the roster next week because if he's not on the roster, we save that seventh round pick. If he is on the, or let me rephrase, if he plays in the game next week, then he is going to be on the. He's we're going to get rid of a draft pick to get him, and that's an issue. That's where I think our co- coaching staff failed. I mean, even out to like take the strategy out of it, start thinking about the future. You know what I mean? I think you're right. Um, you guys are right because um, not only is, if you did have faith in your defense that much, right, is giving them the ball on the 33 yard line, you should have a lot of confidence that that's not going to be a problem. Uh, right. For the, letting the Jets back in. Yeah, interesting. And I bet you there's going to be a lot of questions this week about the Santoso uh, decision-making, oh, like you said, going forward. All right, uh, let's go. Dude, to- hey, I got to yeah. say real quick, Aaron Rodgers is just basically saying, chuck it and fuck it. Like, that guy doesn't care. Oh, he just threw it right into double coverage, right to the Saints. Free He's trying to get now. the Packers to trade him. And, and by the way, so uh, again, it's so early in the season right now, and we're not expert on the Packers, and I know they're missing a bunch of offensive linemen too. Just like we shouldn't overreact to too much to the Panthers, 
like, yeah, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. There's stuff that we got to work on. That's normal after week one. But I think whatever happens in the Saints-Packers game, we need to have that mindset, too. We don't know if the Packers are, are just a piss-poor team this year. Right. And, and we thought they'd be better because they have Aaron Rodgers and they've been in the NFC Championship I mean, they brought game. back pretty much everybody, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, again, we really don't know. Uh, we have to treat every game uh, as its own thing. But, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. That's it. That you got to keep uh, in mind Aaron Rodgers. He, over, he overthrew that pass like crazy. Dude. Yeah, and you got to keep in mind this uh, This team and Aaron Rodgers have not been uh, seen eye-to-eye all offseason. So I would, I would venture to guess the chemistry uh, between his receivers, the chemistry between uh, his coaching staff and himself with the play calling. I mean, Aaron Rodgers can make up for a lot, but... Uh, you know, there could also be a lot of uh, question marks around uh, that relationship still. Hmm. Frustrated Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. Let's see. Is this? It's G, baby. All right. We already heard Jim Jameis. Uh, next call. Three touchdowns. Hey, guys. Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Up, Carolina Sports Guy. Game's over. Second half was not as good as the first. I know J.C. Horn got burned on a play. It happens. Zach Wilson got to give him credit. Our defensive line, man, the pressure we put on them, man, between Reddick and um, Matos, Damn. and especially Brian Burns, they looked the part. Uh, McCaffrey, you know, he did his thing. You know, I'm not surprised with the guys involved. Robbie Anderson, you know, we touchdown. We get DJ Moore's involved a whole lot in this game. I thought Garner looked pretty good. He had a couple over throws for the most part. He stepped up. I, that F-line guy sucks. Kicker, I'm worried about. Um, but I'm still pissed in the first half about having that damn Giovanni Ricci as a fullback. That is a fucking joke. <laughs> and it's time to get his ass off this roster. Rule's going to wake his ass up. I'm telling you. And, you know, we really played another game where we could have blew him out early and we could stick around for Vegas, five and a half point favorites, and we win by five. So. Anyway, we got to get ready for the second week, but we're definitely not ready for Tampa Bay yet. But guys, I'm here to say we're one and zero. We got another week to live and breathe. Let's get it going. Yeah, I don't think J.C. Horn got burnt on that play. I think he was man. I mean, it was like a low. First, it was a good throw because he kept it low. Right, is that made it harder to bat down? I feel like, but he was close to getting it. I mean, here yeah. is this: is that I think that when I, I think what Chuck means too, though, is that um, he wasn't all over that dude in the whole route at right. that point either. You know, he had to kind of he almost made an athletic play, but he the guy was open. You know, yeah. Even if it was momentarily, and that's all you got to get is a moment, right? And uh, he pulled the trigger and got it done. All right, last call of the show. Yo, what's good, C3? It's Justin Young, JDO54. Uh, to start off with, happy that we got the dub. Um, touch on the negatives. Joe Brady needs to work on his, his play calling. In that second quarter, when they were actually airing the ball out a little bit more, letting Donald get a feel for the game, shit was actually clicking. Second half, as, as CK alluded to, became extremely predictable. You handed the ball off the, the the Christian. Bro, like I don't I don't know what that was. They they need to work on that. They need to get better about that. Um Donald 
passes. He went two red zone, red zone trips. Don't have, he was a little bit off on two passes. He, obviously that's, 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 that's something that need, needs to fix. But to the positive, this defense is going to be hell. This, this defense is going to be hell. There ain't one dude on that D line that you can honestly say, okay, we stop him and we stop. No, you try that and you just opening yourself up for a world of hurt. Last thing I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm going to let you guys get back to your show. Um, tell Brown, somebody need to get a contact with, with Brown and tell him he can't be hitting quarterbacks that hard. That hit that last <laughs> pass he got on Wilson, I jumped out of my seat because of how that was nasty. I loved it. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all I got to say. Appreciate what you guys do. Keep pounding. Fantastic call. Fantastic wow. call. Thanks for being part of the show. Um, one of the things I love about Derek Brown is I don't know. He seems like a nice dude off the field and stuff like this. But this man, when he plays football, becomes a mean person. Right. Not like it like is that you see him like he is playing all the way through the whistle every time. And I don't think he felt one bad one bit for putting all of his body weight on Zach Wilson. I know this is if you were a Jets fan, you were holding your breath to see as please say he didn't get a shoulder injury. Please, please say that. That's what you were. Is that that is I mean, Zach Wilson. Got lit up. That Brian Burns, that free rush today. That free rush today. The, the, crushed. Yeah. Hey, that, that shot with uh, Brown, it, it was funny because when you're watching it, he's blocked. And then out of nowhere, it's like the, the guy that's blocking him just disappears. He pancakes him and just runs right over him. And I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I know. Didn't it see it coming awesome. at all. Yeah, it was awesome. I looked like I thought he was going to look like a piece of paper when he got up, like one of those two dimensional cartoon characters. Yeah, he, he had trouble getting up. Like he looked like he, he was only has a profile up. pick now. Hey, did, you, uh, <laughs> did you guys see on Twitter uh, the virtual or pardon me the mixed reality Panther? Yeah, that the, that the Carolina Panthers debuted at the stadium today. How are we trolling? Like, why are we? Our social media has become a hundred percent trolls. Would you like to see it? Yes, I yeah. don't even know anything about it. No, I don't know what you're talking about. My phone has been dead all day, and I don't even want to charge it. This is going to be this, poor yeah, frame rate, this, but... This happened at the stadium, and people saw this like on the big screen. Hmm. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Why are the eyes green? Because we're facing the Jets, I guess. I don't know. It's <laughs> pretty cool, though. We should have like the point. Yeah, I mean, it's. What does it remind me of? It reminds me of some movie I've seen recently. Uh, Jungle anyway. Book. Um. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So let's do this. Let's give out the. Oh, maybe I can find the music. Hold on. Is that we got to give a game ball away or our dab on them pick of the week. And let me see if I got this somewhere. Anyway, we'll just dab on them. Dab on them. Pick of the week is uh, I got to give it to Shaq Thompson. Dab on them, Shaq. You proved me. 
it's only one week. You got a lot. You got some love uh, that you got to win back to, from me, right? There's been some love loss between us two, but today was a step in the right direction of repairing our relationship, Zach Thompson. Uh, I I hope that you can play uh, to that level each week and be the player that we uh, expected and and really kind of need you to be at this moment in the wake of um, a Luke Keekley list team that we may not have anticipated as quickly, right? So do your thing, Shaq. Way to go. Way to prove me. Way to make me eat my crow today. Dab on them. I like it. I like it. Um, I am going to jump in here and dab on Derek Brown. Derek Brown to me is like, look, uh, you know, after uh, that season opener, we all saw Vita Vea looking like a destroyer. And then on the Friday free-for-all, I went on and said, man, we're hoping that Derek Brown can look half as good as what Vita Vea has been looking like. And today he took the first step to doing that, man. You know, we're going to be talking about these linebackers a lot and how impressive they were today for the most part. And it goes back to what I keep telling y'all, Tony already alluded to it, that interior pressure on the D line that makes linebackers jobs so easy. And I, I even think that we have a good little tandem going on with um, uh, Derek Brown and Davion Nixon who got a sack today too, who's also a rookie on a rookie deal. Um, the Panthers have a lot of really bright young defenders on defense, but I think Derek Brown, hey man, he deserves that dab on him pick. Good call. Uh, CK, you want to go? You want me to go? Uh, you go ahead. You're, you're bottom left. We'll go left to right. All right, that works. Uh, mine's real quick. Then I'm just going to uh, give uh, Sam Darnold a dab on him because uh, – he had a lot to prove in this game, man. Uh, you know, playing against his former team, with a new team, all kinds of stuff. He had a whole lot to prove. He played really well. Of course, it could have been better. But right now, Sam Darnold, you're looking like a 25-touchdown, 4,000-yard quarterback for me. That's good enough. That's what I need to win games, and it looks like you can do it. Uh, so I'm behind you right now, man. Welcome to the Panthers. And uh, dab I like on. it. I like it. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Great. Okay. Mine is going to be – on the best coach on the roster, and that is going to be Phil Snow, showing all these people that decide to say that he's he's never been more than a college coach, a defensive coordinator in the college uh, uh, ranks. He's showing that, listen, you can confuse a, an NFL offense by putting multiple looks out there. He was able to do it. He's got seven different guys or six different guys who were able to get sacks today. Six different guys. Like, it's not just one person being dominant. This entire... Uh, off this entire defensive line was showing up. And on top of that, uh, you know, you look at the fact that even through the air, obviously the second uh, second half wasn't great. Bill Snow was still able to game plan there towards the end and stop this uh, this uh, New York Jets team from being able to do anything. Uh, and, uh, and and listen, that was a, a great play outside of a couple of pieces, man, uh, that he's got this uh, this defense playing like they're, they're, they're elite. So uh, dab on him, Phil Snow, dab on him. Is it going to go down as six sacks? Like, is that the way they're going to calculate yeah, it? Because I know six, it's like half sacks. All right. So uh, on pace, we are on pace for six times. What, 17. 17. Uh, it's 102 sacks uh, pace <laughs> for this year. What, what, what is the uh, 16 game schedule? It's 96. 
I'll take. Do, that. Have you looked to see what uh, Chandler Jones is on pace for? I do. You, they, they stole it from me. I, what did I he have? Like five today? He had five. He had five, today. five in one oh, game. Yeah. He had five. And by the way, dude, yeah. uh, Kyler Murray. I, I might even try and find it real quick. Through maybe the most beautiful touchdown pass I've ever seen in my entire fucking life today, dude. It, it was oh, an absolute beautiful ball all the way downfield. Uh, yeah, they beat the hell out of the Titans today. That's a that's a good team. Hey, can we all just stop and take a second and smile? That football is back in our hell lives. yes, it's back, baby. Hell it's back. yes. Week one is not disappointing either, right? I mean, you're coming out with a great game because uh, usually the first game of the season and the Thursday night game can be a – Thursday night games tend to be stinkers, it seems like, or, or snooze fest to where you don't even really – sometimes on the we don't even talk about them the next day on the radio. Um, and you're just like, well, let's walk, look to the season. So it started out with a great game. You got some cool stuff going down today. I feel like uh, some surprises. Houston, what the heck is yeah. uh, is Jacksonville that bad? What happened to your boy, Trevor Lawrence? Uh, the you got same some thing, picks, huh? You know what happened? Uh, the same thing that happened to Zach Wilson. He made a better, hungrier football team. He made okay. a better, hungrier football team. How are you going to say was? the Texans are better? That's crazy. Who Damn. Could be uh, Did you watch that? The score. They were yeah. better. <laughs> they were be- better. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely better. Jameis Winston just got laid the fuck yeah, out, bro. He threw, an, he threw an interception on that pass, too. Dude, he got piled drug. Like, he got clothesline, oh, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good God. Poor Jameis. <laughs> like, I'm starting to feel sorry for this guy. Oh, they gave dude. him the ball back. What? Yeah, they gave it back to him. They said it was an interception. It did touch the ground, it looked like. But how did they get oh, first and goal, man. then? Because they were already uh, now they make I don't know you're right I don't know how they got first and goal they may have given them no, the penalty ball, for the, the hit. ball uh, did they say that know. he was uh, roughing the passer no I sure. think that was that was where they were at on the field I know yeah, but no, it was just no, first but that would have been a loss oh, down yeah, yeah, yeah. they just gave him first goal first and goal no I don't know I might we might have missed something yeah. Hey, yeah, watch they Cleveland. gave a personal foul. They gave a personal yeah, foul. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, no wonder we were saying that looked uh, a little too tough. You know, to be it honest, wasn't, I'm surprised. Though. That was just a day. It just, uh, it just sucks. Yeah, I mean, it just sucks that your quarterback got killed. But Edward Moore says they said interference. I guess he must have watched the game. It said it was interference. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, because the other guy. I could, see, I could see that. I could see that. I, uh, oh. I, I also was surprised that they didn't call a flag. On uh, Derek Brown and Gross Mottos. I am too, bro. They they both, dude, they... Dude, imagine that. Not even just 320-pound Derek Brown, but also 265-year Gross Mottos jumps right on his back too, man. That's got to be a crunch. Uh, If if that was Rodgers, they would have called a personal foul. If it was Cam Newton, they would have somehow called a foul on Cam Newton. Right. So. <laughs> what about this? Speaking of Cam Newton, is uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick went down with a hip injury today. Yep. Um, you got to wonder is that, you know, we said bringing in uh, Cam Newton to a team would be distracting as a backup because, and he even said it on his YouTube channel, right? Is that the per is like he's just such a big person, like, is physically um personality wise right he takes up a lot of air in the room 
Um, and, and we know that that to a certain degree is that there, there's an issue with that and not with with Cam, but in football, right? right. I mean, think about what the Panthers did when they got rid of Steve Smith a little prematurely. It's all about these dynamics of making you're cultivating leaders uh, in the locker room just as much as they are becoming leaders. But, you know, I don't know if uh, the Washington football team might be a interesting destination for them. They were able to keep within. Look, I mean, they held um, Justin Herbert and them to 20 points today. Right. <laughs> that defense is fantastic. Um, and that's a Ron Rivera-like team, right? That's what he wants. And you know who can do that? Cam Newton. Yeah. Right? Hey, by, uh, by the way, uh, I, I think people were calling that even before uh, Fitzpatrick got hurt today yeah people, that's what i thought i mean yeah, i think people, the people giants they, could be a spot too um yeah but by the way uh thanks thanks to panther blue good looking out it tagged me on twitter this is the uh the play with Derek brown and your turquoise mottos just putting the crunch on zach wilson yeah they both came down all the way it on looks top like of uh it looks like uh gross motto um like when he comes up and celebrates and throws his hand down, I mean, I know it's, but just from the yeah, angle, it, looked like it looks like punch. he, like he just yeah slapped him on the helmet. Look, because from that side <laughs> angle, <laughs> Jameis Winston just threw another touchdown, y'all. Savage man, see if our look if our defense can do that to Jameis Winston, they came out of nowhere. Look at that. Goodness I don't give gracious. a damn what what the what the Saints are doing right now, man. We we can't go into this scared. Um, you know, we got to play big boy football and slap these dudes in the mouth, man. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm watching this game. They're beating the shit out of This is, this isn't even James. This is a beautiful game plan by Sean Payton. Like that was a rub route that was able to, a natural pick play. Dude Mm -hmm. was wide open. That had, honestly, Jameis almost overthrew the guy. He was, Mm -hmm. he had to like Jameis Winston isn't the reason they're winning. He's just, he's doing what he's, he's, what I think Sean Payton wants, uh, you know, his quarterbacks to do, which is throw the ball where it needs to be, and that's about it. Sean Payton for, for is, is a brilliant coach. He, I hate he, him. I hate him with every pa- pa- fa- every facet of my being. But yeah, you're not wrong, dude. He can yeah, make and anyone James who denies Winston it, better. Dude, he can he make James Winston better. He's like Coach K, man. He I hate can the make guy, Teddy Bridge. He made Teddy Bridgewater better. He yeah. made Taysom Hill better. They won. Like the, he's he's been doing this. If people he made still, Drew Brees better, I I've said for, yes. yeah, one hundred percent. I've said uh, for a long time now. I don't care how much you hate the Saints. If you deny that Sean Payton is one of the best offensive minds in football, you're fucking kidding yourself. Like, oh yeah, it would be like denying that Drew Brees got hair plugs. Yeah, do another yeah. touchdown, man. The Saints did you are see? Dealing. Did you see the? Yeah, somebody mentioned this in last week's show. Is the Drew Brees hair? Oh, I know, dude. Have you guys seen? Oh, yeah, dude. Homer got some real hair plugs, bro. Dude, his hair is thick right now. (laughs) Hey, can you blame that man, dude? If I had money and I started going bald, fuck it, bro. I'm all over that shit, dude. Mm -hmm. No, you can't blame it at all. The thing is, is when you're famous and you're on TV, everybody knows. And by the way, not that bald is bad. Like, CK has a beautiful bald head. Me, I'm shaped like that movie, The Fucking Coneheads. Dude, that's me. If I go bald, I look like I have uh, one of those Easter Island heads. It would not be good <laughs> for your boy, bro. I uh, I think that um, 
you know, it's it, you know, you do this after football. It's like hockey players waiting for them to get their teeth fixed when they're done playing. Right. Like no sense. Even when you wear a helmet all day and it's like a like a that's all ripping that mess out. So good for you, Drew Brees. Yeah. I hope you didn't pay fourteen million dollars like you did for that fake jewelry though. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, any, did other, did, any other did, things around the league that stick out to you before we close it down? You know, Matt no, Jones did, right did now. Did you guys want to uh do an ice up pick for a player? Like say who would do um, maybe some, sure, some, someone sure. that, that would hmm. that we're disappointed in. I mean the, the, are, are we not calling it the tower shame? Yeah, 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 oh, but yeah the tower shame. Yeah, tell the same. Yeah, one hundred percent. We can do. Mine is going to go to the fullback. I'm going to dump on the Richie guy. Giovanni uh, Richie. Yeah, and I'm going to say this as I'm with Chuck. I let Chuck made my case earlier. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like you already know, know. mine. Yeah. Come on, my, my, we know it. My mine is only between really two guys. I mean, really, I could do that whole three. Those entire three guys in the middle, but um, I'm I'm going with Paradis, man. Um, He's supposed to be, uh, you know, one of the top centers in the NFL. At least that's how he was graded when we picked him up, when we signed him the first time. And he's been disappointing, man. He was disappointing in the preseason. Um, the, the part that truly terrifies me is what the Saints and their interior D-line is going to do to him. Uh, you know, I, that's, I think he played terrible. I have a feeling that he's going to continue to play terrible unless we put some real help on both sides of him, uh, not daily and Elfline. Um, so yeah, I'm putting the towel on, uh, on Matt Paradis, man. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to put the towel on Matt rule, um, for choosing to punt, uh, in those, uh, circumstances when we need to test our kicker. So, uh, I think that was a, a one of the worst, uh, one of the worst decisions Matt rules ever made as a coach. And, uh, you know that's something that uh, he's being honestly he's being laughed at in the media uh, already by it because of it. So, wow, yeah, I like uh, sideshow Rob's making some good points here. Is Ian Thomas? Yep. You know, it did hit him. It was a high throw, a little high. It was a little on both of them, but like it did. You know, maybe you can come down with that, and that'd be good. And that that drop TD. Uh, and I agree with this. Is as somebody who made the mistake of drafting Dan Arnold for my fantasy team. I am lowering my expectations as well. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm going back to Dallas Goddard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, shout out to the man that was here real quick for the $5. Appreciate you, brother. Keep pounding. Sure. Definitely uh, appreciate the love and support. Yeah. Uh, you know, y'all took all the good ones. Um, for me, I can only think of like single plays that stick out in my mind. Dante Jackson play where he got burned. I can think of Dan Arnold a couple times. Uh, not, you know, performing as a tight end like I would like him to. And then I guess a couple of plays with J.C. Horn, so I don't really know who I would throw the towel do, on because uh, I don't want to do. You could do Joe Brady. Yeah, I could do that for the offensive play yeah. calling. I wasn't very impressed with it. Like, second quarter looked really good. Um, I don't know what was different in that quarter that we were throwing the ball differently. But, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Joe Brady. You want to, instead of ending on a low note, how about we end on this high note right here? The Eagles beat the Falcons 32 to 6. Nice. It's bad oh, for my pickup league. The Falcon, what a, man, the Falcons are going to be bad. I love it. Can we yeah, not, I mean, can it. we, can we ice up somebody else? Yeah. 
I mean, he they can't, they didn't uh, end uh, super horribly, but I mean, I think we need to ice up the Jaguars, bro. Yeah, like Trevor I mean, Lawrence, he had yeah. some great throws, but he looked more rookie than Zach Wilson. But uh, I, you got to. I, I, I want to see the whole game before he had two that picks in sure. the first half. Yeah, he didn't right, look did good. you see how many? Dude, uh, uh, Zach Wilson could have had far more than he did today, too. So, but I don't know, didn't. man. De- de- defenses are tough, man. Defend your boy. He said, look, he said, I believe in him. Uh, we can do Aaron Rodgers, too. He's sucking oh, it up. gosh. I'm so glad I didn't draft him. I almost did. Oh, thank goodness I didn't draft him. I've got him on my lineup right now. Dak, baby. I'm, dude, I started I'm so Dak surprised. Over the other day. Uh, I'm so surprised to even hear you say that you would consider – Aaron Rodgers. I feel like I always hear you talking shit about him that you wouldn't draft him. That doesn't that doesn't mean that I don't think he's a great quarterback. Yeah, Just you want to win fantasy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> fantasy, everything's out out of there. You know, yeah, I, I have yeah, Tom Brady yeah. and Dak Prescott on my team and Russell Wilson. So I mean, come on, you know, which that's working out great for me. I'm happy about my Mac, list too. Mac Jones getting <laughs> it done, dude. Good God, I'm sad about that. I'm and I, I'm rooting against him, not because of Cam, but because I thought that he was didn't have the arm strength. Like I didn't think he looked like a NFL level. Like ten. basically, I'm. It turns out that I didn't know what I was talking about. Hmm. And, uh, like a lot of people more, didn't. Yeah, we got uh, we got one more call. If you want to play it before we get okay. out. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's see. Oh my god. Uh, uh, where is uh? I'm watching somebody's the last four of the digit. What's the last four of the a number of digits? Because I don't see a. a I don't know. He just number. said, uh, "Play my last call." Lol. I don't know if he sent in another one or not. Yeah, I just refreshed. I didn't see a new one. So here, uh, tell me the last four of your phone number, and I can uh, help me track it down because I don't know which. Yeah, man, the man that was here, Ooh. give us the last four of your uh, cell phone, man. We're trying to play it. Um, see, okay, I feel like your red zone is like way ahead of mine too, but um. Are you watching yeah, the mean, streams? Are you watching it? I'm not watching any of that stuff. I'm watching the uh, the interceptions from Trevor Lawrence, and they're not good at all. Mm. Like they're very <laughs> bad on him. His touchdown to Manhurst. Very bad. Where are you? You're on Twitter. I'm looking at the highlights on uh, on NFL Network. Uh, okay. Like he's overthrowing people by 15 yards. He's got no defender within 20 yards of where he threw the ball, and he's throwing it to a wide, just straight into a defender's. Uh, like all of them, and then Vernon Hargraves just tricks him into a, uh, uh, like just not good. You're gonna watch it and you're gonna be frustrated. It's rookie stuff, dude. If all the right, Jaguars ruin Trevor Lawrence, oh, God, it's like nobody so can you, have good things. So you're telling me if he comes in and he ends up being a bomb, that the Jaguars are the reason he's a bomb? Yeah, that's see, what I see, I'm I see, saying. Look at Ryan Leaf. Hey, that's what I'm saying. I don't even give a damn that I'm a <laughs> Clemson fan, dude. That's 100% what it is. Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine. By the way, the last four. I, uh, yeah. last I got, four it. Said, I got uh, it. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. Hey, what's up, guys? The man who's here. What's the deal with all the dick jokes and the circle jerks and all that <laughs> shit? But I, I want to hear... You guys, how are we going to do this year? I'm thinking, what is it, uh, nine and eight, I guess? That's where I'm going with. I can see that. Appreciate you. Good show. Right. Much love. Keep pounding. There is a real a reason for the dick jokes right now. And 
one because they're always funny in some mm-hmm. way uh two some dude i didn't even want to say it cody hosts the friday freak for all freak and for somebody all. yeah <laughs> and somebody uh came into the street because what cody's vision for the friday free for all is panther fans being able to basically hang out online yeah uh like this podcast is except for being more driven by a participation not that it's not already driven by the participation but an opportunity for people to come on and discuss what they're what's on their mind in a live format rather than just in the call format well somebody uh i didn't see it thank god uh and we deleted all the videos but somebody took this moment on a free stream to come on and show their junk (laughs) <laughs> yeah man they, they 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 took advantage of your boy i thought a panther fan was uh coming and hey, maybe it is a panther fan but um i don't know maybe was, you uh, just maybe he maybe he intended to come in and contribute but like he was in that waiting room and you guys were talking about the carolina panthers and it's yeah, just like he this, was like oh i got some spare time yeah. i might as well just rub one out yeah <laughs> hey and if you know if that's the case who am i to judge uh wish you would give me a heads up uh first but by the way, look, uh, the Friday free-for-all, uh, I was only tricked once. And uh, last Friday, we had a great show, man. We had Pat Coltrane come in, and he hang out. He hung out with us for over two hours, man. So we had a good-ass time. Uh, we have some Panther faithful that always come in there. AJ Lindsay, Nick Montiero, Kevin Boschoven, man. People are really loving the Friday Free For All, really vibing with it. And no dicks will deter us. The Friday Free For All is going nowhere. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's going to take way more than a random willy to scare me away, bro. We're not, <laughs> not going to run away, man. All right. So uh, Tuesday, 9 o'clock, we'll be here. Damn, right? Jameis Winston is chucking the ball. He just threw a 60-yard uh, touchdown. Sorry. Uh, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. You can call into the show into the meantime. In the meantime, 252-228-5098. We'll play your calls on Tuesday night. We've got a couple extra things coming down the pipe this week. Number one, um, we got I got a Saints preview I'm going to be doing on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> I, that JD, yo, 54 is like, uh, I was thinking the same thing when he said it. <laughs> He gave you a heads up. Yeah, but uh so be sure to join us for the Tuesday night podcast. This longest running Panthers podcast. And I was Googling some anytime someone has an iPhone, I asked them to open up iTunes and the podcast and search for just Carolina Panthers. And I want to see where our podcast is ranked because I do believe that my uh, analytics that I get know that I want my show to be better than it is. So, like, I feel like on my apps, it's ranked high because I'm using those, like Podcast Attic. So, always looking to see you know, how it looks. And uh, really, only one podcast that's not a Carolina Panthers podcast, like owned by the team, came up on that list higher than us. Uh, and that was a daily podcast, too. So, you know, they're going to get a They're lot, pumping you know, out way more numbers because of that. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was a, it was so, a who? Who was it? The Locked On podcast, which is a it's a daily show, you know, cuz they're Locked On is uh is actually a part of a a bigger network, network too, right? 
Yeah, there's a cool bunch of like kind of like uh and, and I'm we're part of one for an advertising agency, but it's not as like locked on is like kind of more like that's what they do, right? right. Is that right. they're trying to get one for every team. Believe we have guests in the Believe in Podcast Network on here sometimes. They're similar to that. The goal is this is somebody, you know, some people are interested in putting out those daily podcasts. In fact, play like a jet who's part of our network, uh, their daily podcast, right? So that's cool. Who has the time? We're all, I know. And uh, <laughs> it's a lot of time. Yeah. And two is that we've been a long form podcast for a while. Yeah. We are integrating new uh, features to it. One of these will be on Wednesday. We'll have uh, Alan Ulrich um, from Under the Dome podcast to help us preview this Saints. I'm sure uh, right now we're all watching it with a little fear and dread in our in our hearts and minds as Jameis Winston is uh, just chunking the ball everywhere. Uh, we'll have that. We're going to try to hunt down a beat reporter for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we don't know who we're going to eyeball just yet. Uh, sometime maybe on Thursday and drop, um, you know, a preview, like a game preview. So we'll be pumping out some uh, smaller form content. We had a good good interview with Joe Person. Went even longer than I expected it with. with. It was very nice. Um, so check all that uh, out. Smash the thumbs button. Subscribe. Cody, how can they interact with you on the internet as in a non-sexual way? Yeah, um, or, or sexual, whatever. Slide in my DMs. Find out. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Um, we are going to be doing the Friday free for all every Friday at 7 p.m. And that's literally your opportunity to come and hang out with us. So long as you're closed, man, don't be naked. Don't be bringing that stuff around here. And, um, you know, we also need to do a little plug, uh, for this Madden simulation that me and my boy CK have been doing. And let me tell you, so many people actually think that CK is one of the commentators in the video game. Like they get confused. They're like, oh, he, it, he's it, not. It, it, yeah, it, it takes him a minute to realize that it's actually CK and, and doing it. And, They're like, and man, Madden is like, really Panther biased, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Wow, they're um, very specific. I didn't realize that they did like weekly updates on the voice acting here. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, but those have been awesome. Me and CK have a ton of fun doing them. We're going to continue to do them. Uh, every time we put one out, the comment section is just crazy with people showing support. Uh, so definitely be on the lookout for those. And uh, last but not least, check out my work where I write for the Carolina Panthers on drafttech.com. The Bat Daddy, what are you doing these days? Oh, man, just working a lot, you know, working a lot and watching a lot of content. Uh, just real quick, Aaron Rodgers got benched at the beginning of the fourth quarter. I mean, why uh, keep him out there? That's crazy. Uh, but no, man, yeah, I'm doing a lot of different things, man. I'm guesting on a lot of different shows. Uh, I'm going to try to be a bigger part of the C3 here during football season, especially. Uh, and you can find me every Friday night live at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube on this uh, Super Civil Service podcast. Uh, me and Sarah Taylor, another big Panthers fan, big in the chat room here. Uh, we're running some things and a bunch of my other friends. We uh, we all get up and we talk about movies, television shows, comic books, all that good stuff. Uh, what are we covering? Right, right now? What are you watching these days? Give me something good to watch. Well, you want a good movie to watch that I saw the other day? Uh, on Netflix, there's a Ben Kingsley and Ryan Reynolds movie. It's called Selfless, I think. I can't remember what it is. It's basically uh, Ben Kingsley transfer- transferring his consciousness into another body that happens to be Ryan Reynolds. 
really, really good movie. It's a way for them to try to remain immortal. Uh, yeah, if you're rich, you know, mm-hmm. being able to transfer your consciousness into a younger body. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty decent movie. I was pretty surprised by it. Um, other than that, man, just watching Titans and Star Girl and you know uh, Lower Decks and What If and everything Marvel puts out, you know, it's really starting to ramp up with uh, theaters opening back up. A lot of stuff's coming out now. It's going to be really fun. All right, uh, CK. How can they follow you? You can follow me pretty much all social media platforms. Uh, Codizzle Allen uh, is what I go by. And, uh, you know, just uh, been playing some games, just hanging out. Um, right now, I think the m- mo- thing I'm most excited about is uh, this uh, this Madden simulation every week. I think it's something that's pretty cool. And um, I'm hoping that if you guys are able to do what, you know, I'm hoping you're able to do, just kind of help blow this thing up. You know, we might be able to start getting, like, special guests in to commentate. You know, maybe even... Like, if we get this thing really big, maybe we can even get some official, like, uh, Panthers legends, you know, maybe even a Jake DeLome. I mean, hey, listen, that's a uh, sky's the limit with this thing, guys. Love it. Love it. Thanks for all your help, folks. Uh, appreciate every single one of your time, not only on the panel today, but those in the chat, the people that are calling in. It means a lot that you spend so much time with us throughout the week, and uh, we've developed some great friendships through this uh, great community. Be sure to sub- support the show by sharing it with a friend. That's like the phone a friend thing is a big deal to me. One person more knowing about this podcast each day. And you know, it's actually hard for people. There's so much content in the world. It's kind of hard to pierce into people's lives at time. So help us pierce into somebody's earbuds uh, around the world. And uh, thanks for all that you guys do. And we'll see you Tuesday night until then. Keep pounding. Take us out of here, Cody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.